Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. One of these days you'll be able to answer me. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Brother James of Uncle Tito's fame and iHeartRadio stopped by to have a good conversation with me. We have known Jimmy for a very long time. It's no secret if you're a listener that uh, I worked at Uncle Tito's for a very long time. That was my home home bar, and that was where I learned how to bartend and the only bar that I ever really worked at. So... Jimmy stopped by to talk about Tito's for a little while and a little nostalgia and a lot of other things as well. So this is definitely going to be a good conversation, even if you're not familiar with the inlet. And uh, talked about a lot of the stuff that me and Wes talked about. Uh, We went further down some of those roads. But uh, Jimmy is GM over what was once Cumulus Broadcasting and is now iHeartRadio. And manages a lot of the radio stations in the Myrtle Beach area and in the Florence region as well. So you'll understand why he is so uh, well-versed and very good at speaking on the microphone, which I was very happy for. And he even brings up in the episode that offering him liquor to loosen him up is not necessary because he's already loose, baby. Don't tell nobody, Will Hannah. Don't tell nobody, Wes. Don't tell nobody, Summit. Don't tell nobody, Brooke. I'm just kidding. Y'all don't tell somebody. Anywho, I asked Jimmy to give us a little, uh, a couple of, uh, couple of suggestions of things to watch, and he came up with watch White Boy Rick. I think it said it was on Prime. Obviously, Better Call Saul on Netflix and Game of Thrones on HBO and Barry also on HBO. So watch those four things. As far as things to listen to, listen to what you want, folks. We'll have you something better picked out by Sunday. And uh, that's as far as we got. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 46 featuring Jimmy Fugger. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Hey, guys. How you doing? I always ask them questions that they can't answer. You know, it's not like they can tell Somebody's me how they're talking doing. back. Somebody's talking back. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine, Kelsey. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So, guys, this voice that you hear that you haven't heard before is Brother Jimmy Fugger, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks for the good pronunciation. A lot of people get that wrong. Even that have known me as long as you have, they Jimmy Fuger, Jimmy whatever, but you nailed it. Fuger. It's, it's, yes. it's like I say it like it's spelled. So, I even put the E first. boy, I, I just let it go. So, however, but I appreciate the spelling. Yeah, man. So, sorry it's taken so long to get you here, seeing as you're the king of radio. I wouldn't say I'm the king of radio, but I uh, maybe the... Um, I don't even know. The crown prince of radio? The prime (laughs) minister of radio. My radio broadcasting days are long gone, but I still go on the air a little bit. But that's how I got my start in the radio business. I was just going to ask you, how did you get into the radio industry? You know what? What I was was finishing up college. Uh, I went to Georgia Southern, shout out. Georgia Southern. um, Which was right outside Savannah, and I'm from Savannah. And I was finishing up, and a buddy of mine who had graduated from Georgia Tech, who actually had really good – he pipes as far as talking yeah, and stuff, yeah, but yeah. He, his goal was to be a sportscaster and his father owned an ad advertising agency in Savannah. And he knew I was good at this one football school in Savannah. Yeah. And he said, Hey, can you talk to your old coach? Who's the athletic director? 
my father Alicia time on a radio station and we'll broadcast the games. Okay. So I went to my high school football coach, and he was like, I don't care. You know, so you were, you started off calling football games? High school games. That's fucking awesome. Uh, high school games. And so we started, and this is why I was telling you it's important to air check, because, you know, we were we were so cool. We started doing these high, high school football games, and then I listened to an air check in myself. I was like, oh, we're fucking horrible, man. Yeah. We're horrible. And the guy was really good, but we were just doing too many, you know, we were talking over people and blah, blah, blah. Well, that we ended up getting, and I don't want to brag too much, but we ended up being pretty damn good. And he he was tight, yeah. and I was kind of humorous. We were very good. We had hand, you know, where we didn't talk over each other, and we were definitely for the high school. Shout out Benedict and Cadets. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, uh, we were very we were very much for the high school to win, yeah. but we tried to do it as neutral because back then this is you're talking. I was twenty two, twenty three, thought twenty seven years ago. That's not a whole lot of. That's not a, in the thought process of a twenty two year old is to be non biased. Well, this guy, well, it wasn't biased. We just sounded like shit when we first started. It was yeah. just like, oh my god, they're going no guy. You know, we were just. Yeah. It was just. It was just. It, it, it sounded. It was terrible. Well, I do love local broadcasting sports calls uh, because they're so passionate about it. Like, like you say, and you 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 get like a nice run or whatever, and you're freaking out and getting getting like hot on the volume or whatever. Well, you know, like yeah. Well, Rusty Fredericks, who who did the games with me, he didn't go to the high school. He he went to a like a rival high school, yeah. so he didn't care less. He was there for the craft. But me, I was there. You yeah. know, that was my school, and You're that was my thing. About it. You know, you got yeah, and and um, and they were terrible. They had some off years, and when we got there, the first year they were terrible. But then they got really good, and now they're just a, they're a juggernaut now. I mean, they're a powerhouse. But um, it, 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 we just developed, and 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 then up after that, we got a call-in show. Then there were some college games around the area. They got us to broadcast them, and it just kind of morphed. And then this radio group, I was just doing this part-time. And, yeah. And then this radio started, which I'm not a big fan of, but I don't want to get myself in trouble with my current job. Radio started expanding where they, they changed the rules where you could you could have more than two stations in a market. Okay. And, and somebody came to me and said, hey, man, I think you'd be really good sa- selling. Now, is that like the – is that was that the beginning stages of, say, like this one group has five stations? Yes, that yes, was the yeah. beginning stages of that? It used to be okay. – I don't know the rules because I wasn't in there, but I think it used to be you could have one AM and one FM in the city. Oh, okay. In your city grade. And then they did it where you could have four FMs in one AM. But they've, they've circumvented these rules so much. But we can get yeah, into yeah, that. That's yeah, a whole yeah. different story. And I don't really – because, you know, I don't – Yeah, I know with your, I, your I profession. I love you, I heart. Um, yeah. So this guy came to me and said, hey, listen, man, you're so outgoing. You're this and that. You're doing this. Why don't you come work for us and sell? And you can still do this stuff on the side for us. Yeah. And then it just kind of morphed. And then 26 years later, I'm running stations. and That's awesome, man. Yeah. You got you picked up Florence, too, after I'm the- running Myrtle Beach in Florence. And it's so funny because 15 years ago, it's hard to believe I've been here for 15 years. I came here as a stepping stone. And I was like, because I was young when I got my first GM gig. I was 35 years old. And that's relatively young to be running a market. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get here, get this gig. And then two years, I'm gone. And uh, you'd have to pry me out of here now. I mean, I love it. I love living here. Why would anybody go anywhere else? I say that all the time. You know, the money's good. I mean, there's guys making more money in our industry than I am. And there's there's bigger jobs. But But they don't live here. No, they don't live here. I wear a golf shirt to work every day. They don't live here. You know, Fridays were shorts and flip-flops. You know what? And it's quite normal. People are. I wore a tie when I first moved here. I used to wear a tie to work, but 
I feel like a fool. I mean, I was yeah, just you, like you, walking in the blades of them, sweating. And, and not only that, yeah. you're you're in the radio industry. You're probably around a bunch of fucking goofballs in this thing anyway. So like, you're you're definitely out of place if you're dressed oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, and and there's our not every banker wears a tie. Like David Rhodes uh, over at South Atlantic, who does a lot of my banking. He, I don't see David in a tie very. Or does he wear a tie? I, you know what? I really don't. I saw David a while ago, and I don't even really think about it. He, he dresses nice. It's considering how I dress, I don't yes. really look at what other, <laughs> other but, people wear. you know, outside of the banking and maybe some lawyers, I yeah. don't see a lot of ties around. Not anymore, man. It's moving out. You yeah. know, Babe Ruth didn't even wear a tie to the induction of the Hall of Fame, the the original Hall of Fame. I did not know that, but uh, at least he's not like Terrell Owens and just skipping it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so, you know, I move here. I'm here for two years. You know, my original goal was when I moved here was to get back to Savannah, to be a general manager, because I, I just kind of did an evolution. I was in Savannah for however many years, and then I needed a major market experience, so I moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. And I was in Jacksonville for a few years, and then this upstart company, which became Quantum, just called me out of the blue and asked me if I wanted to work for them as a director of sales. I was here for about a year with a guy named Michael Meeks as a market manager, and Meeks Unfortunately, got let go or left. I can't remember the reason. So long ago, 14 years ago, and then I got promoted up. And I really, I was going to do two years. So attrition. Yes, and I was going to do two years and leave. And, um, and, you know, I ended up meeting my wife and and opening up this little establishment down the street. And I, we love it here. We, I mean, my wife's family's from here. And, um, and you know, and I'm only from three hours down the road. This place is is. Unlike a lot of other places, and I haven't been to a lot of other places, but at least I know that this one's different than the rest of them. Yeah, and, and speaking of this place, I got offered the job that I really wanted to. I turned it down in Savannah. I got offered the job. Man. When I got on the plane, they I went to this group in Atlanta, and they offered me the position. I got on the plane. I was like, I'm gone. I'm going back home. And then I got here and started thinking about living here. And I was like, What are you thinking of? You've got it good here. And yeah. uh, and, and and you know, Savannah is always going to be my home, and I love Savannah. But uh, I'm an inlet guy. 100%. The yeah. inlet the inlet does that to people. It does. It, We've got a group. We've got kind of an extended group that's pretty yeah, eclectic. And absolutely. everybody is close friends. And you can't have that in a lot of places. And, you know, when, and going to Tito's and talking, I know you and Wes talked about it a lot last week. It's such a bizarre group of guys that just mesh so well. Yeah, I have that written down right here. It's funny you use that word. I don't know if there was a more eclectic cast of characters than the Tito's crew. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's how you and I met. Exactly. Like I, mean, uh, I, I remember, I think I started doing Sundays when we first got the NFL ticket. Yeah. I remember when we first got the NFL ticket, we started opening for Sundays, and I was the Sunday bartender for I don't know a couple, a few months until I started picking up random happy hours. Yeah. But then we got, then it got, man, it got down to where it was just me for a long time. Yeah, you were the guy. It was you and I corresponding and uh, and and just kind of figuring things out. Yeah, well, that was the that was the coolest part about Tito's is that none of us knew what we were doing. Well, that's you know somebody. It's, you know, Stoney gets a, you know, Stoney and I are 50 50 yeah, yeah. And the way it started out, let me just get the story out there. Um, the original idea was was kind of Stoney and Adams, and they were looking for a financial partner with it. And Adam and, and Adam's investment was going to be Ashley. Ashley Justice, who's as creative and yes. smart, and everything was going to run the bar for us. And it was going to be, we. she had a, a ladies boutique there um, in the dressing in room. In the dressing room. And so we, we changed it, and Ashley was going to run it. And Ashley actually ran it for probably at least six months. And then she got pregnant, or she got pregnant early, and then she yeah. and then she had Cruz, 
And they were, and Stoney was like, well, she's going to come back. And I was like, Stoney, she's not coming back. And, you know, she, she had her little deal going across the street at, um, Dockside. At Dockside. Yeah. And, and then she had crews at the house. And I just, you know, a bar is not what she needs. She's, and no offense, I, you know, I'm not putting Ashley Oh, yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Ashley's so much better than Tito's. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, she, she's, she's, so doing, much, she's doing great things now. But she kind of is. Stuff anyway, so, yeah. so Ashley kind of, you know, morphed out because she had kids. Man, it's it's hard. And, and, and I'll say this. I know you're not drinking anymore. And I've yeah. really kind of – I still go at it hard occasionally. But I've really cut back my – now that I have kids. Well, it's a different world now. It's you have, a different world. You have more. And I, don't, and I don't have this, but I know enough people who do to where I can recognize that you actually have something to live for. Like back before you have kids and all this shit, you know, it's like, fuck it. I'll drink until I die. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. now you think a little, little more about shit like that. Well, so going – so Ashley steps out of the way. And, and she still tried to help. She was helping as much as she could. She was doing the taxes. She yeah. was doing all kinds of stuff. And – um and, and and like I said, I don't know how many people. Well, I know most people listening to your podcast know Ashley. I mean, she literally—it's it, just amazing the stuff she can do. And we just, yeah. and so we lose that. And she'd still, if I called Ashley to this day, she'd help. But uh, you know, so I didn't really. I just had there was no book. She did it naturally because she and Adam had another bar before. Yeah. So they knew the business a little bit. And you and I didn't know anything. I knew nothing, dude. Man, I, I didn't know anything. Adam worked one shift with me and and that was yeah. it. And, and and you know, that's the good thing is you know, Adam still comes by there like and um you know, they still have that machine business on the side and we use them and it's Tony's brother and Adam yeah. would jump behind the bar if we're busy and slammed. But so so Ashley leaves and then we're just trying to figure things out. And so my my point of the thing is Somebody said, hey, y'all should franchise Uncle Tito's. It's so cool. And, I, and I'm a realist. But it yeah. was, it was, and the realist is like, this is lightning in the bottle over here, buddy. This is a one thing. We're, we're lucky. Yeah. It took us four years to get busy. Yeah. And, um, and I said, and what's the owner's manual going to say? Just fucking wing it? Just wing it. Because wing that's it, what man. we did. Is that, is that how to be successful? Be successful is keep low, showing up. Keep showing up. Low overhead, which we had. Yeah. And one of my favorite was when... Um, uh, short bar went out of business. Dude, that day was that was the day it happened. And that was the day it happened. And that short was the bar day it went happened. out of business, and they were putting all that shit outside. And me, and you go, hey man, short bar putting out. I said, I'll be there in a minute. We need bar stools, and you yeah. and I went over there, and took, took all the bar stools from outside. Yep. And put them inside, and they lasted us a while. Yeah, those old white wicker ones. Yeah, I, I I say two reasons why our bar really made it. One, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Blair because yeah. when everybody was going to short bar, Blair was marching her ass over to us yeah. and bringing a little bit of people with her. And back then, it didn't take us much to make rent. No, not at all. And so, you know, and, and Blair, and when everybody was following, and Blair had, a, she was like the Pied Piper. She yeah, had she maybe was. eight or nine people that would come with her. 100%. And remember, we, if we did four, our goal was like three or four hundred bucks a day. If we did that, we were, we were oh, good. Oh, four hundred. We were high slapping. We were high good. Five. That was our yes. goal. That was our goal. It was like two hundred. On weekdays and 400 on the weekends is what we needed. As a matter of fact, I told Wes in the last podcast, I don't know if you listened to it or not, but I told Wes, I was like, dude, you remember I would just get back there and I would just get so fucking drunk that I would give so much shit Bring it away. Up, Kelsey. I, I would used to take, yell that all the time. I know. I would take my tips at the end of the night and I would just ring in as much as it would take to ring in to get to that well, three you, or 400. You would, you would uh, and by the way, we know, and this was years ago, so statute of limitations. Uh, yeah. Uh, drinking behind the bar is illegal. Yes, we know. And it's yeah. strictly enforced at Tito's now. One hundred percent. Now, when we were winging it, we, we we've talked about all kinds than, of things yeah, we used when we to get away with, it, which is more than seven years ago. So I'm assuming statute of limitations yes has to run out. Um, 
But I remember one, because uh, I never really got mad at you, because I knew you weren't ringing everything up, because I knew you weren't stealing it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you were, you were, uh, you were trying to figure out being a bartender. You were trying to pay rent too, just like we yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you were, uh, you would, you would take the order, you would give it to them. And before you go back and ring it up, somebody start talking to you, and you'd forget. And I I'd would, like, and I'm just, up, dude. <laughs> I'm so. Uh, you I, know, remember I, that one night? It was. I, I remember it was like Georgia played Tech, and Clemson and Carolina were playing, and we were crowded. And you were in there, you were dealing with everybody, and I was yelling, "Ring it up!" And then for the rest of the day, everybody was like, "Ring, ring it up, Kelsey!" Kelsey. They said, "Ring it up, Kelsey!" To the end of my tenure at Tito's, I think, yeah, because it was uh, Summit, especially. Oh man, he's a uh, he's, I, and I heard you guys talking about OGs at Tito's. Would Summit be an OG? Summit has to be an OG because he he was the one that came in every single day. Every by himself, he would call me at that like three forty five and be like, "Hey man, you going to be there at four? Well, he came back just recently um, for Dennis Sabato's fortieth birthday party. And um, and he came down to Tito's one night. He was like, "Man, this has gone a long way since I was here for happy hours." And it's amazing how busy that bar has got. Yeah, it really has. And I was going to bring that up. Me and Wes were talking about it. It's uh, we walk in there and it's like, "Is this ours still?" It's ours. It's everybody. You know, oh, that's a locals bar. You know, yeah, that? it's a locals bar. Um, we went through a stretch where we were getting. Um, you know, we were getting a little bit of fights in there, which, you know, we used to have the motto, if you got into a fight, you were banned for life. Yeah, done. Yeah. Done. And, well, um, I, back then I was in there every night to kind of keep an eye on shit too, so. Well, and, and I think, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had a fight in there in a long time. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and we've been a little bit tougher with the crowd as far as, you know, we used to just keep it going as long as we could. Now it's like last call, 135, everybody out at two. Yeah. You know, occasionally they might stay open a little bit later here and there, but. You know, Stoney and I came to the realization that uh, after 2 o'clock when you can't, A, you can't serve liquor. It's just beer only. Yeah. And there's really nothing good. So you're not going to make a lot of money selling beer only. And the stuff that's going on. At that just time, people that's going to get pissed off that they can't get a shot. Yeah, that or some extracurricular stuff on top of that. Exactly. And, 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 and then somebody's trying to nail somebody's girlfriend. And then the younger you get, the better chance of a fight's happening. Yeah, and in the and most people, nothing you know, nothing good happens after really after eleven. Nothing good happens. Yeah, I, I, and I'm I'm one hundred percent that it, I'll be down at Tito's, and once I see the crowd shuffle in, I'm like, well, we're old for that crowd, Kelsey. It's, I'm really old. Yeah, well, I'm getting there, dude. I was young dude, that's in like the a beginning. Twenty-five like, year old crowd, twenty-four year yeah. old crowd, and um, and they're good people, and I appreciate everyone. And of them I'll say this. There. I'll say this. You 25-year-olds, you never had the opportunity to out-drink any of us in our prime. You ever. got me now. I can't do those shots anymore. I did a couple shots Saturday, there was, Friday. Bro, there was a time, There was though, a time when I was right there. There was a time when, dude, We yeah, we used to get – I remember I, I went shot for shot with everybody in the bar for every shot that I served multiple – like a lot of – I love hearing this. Like You're a lot of the, the times. doing this. You're Listen, these are statue the unit, statue <laughs> limitations. Statue limitations. I heard talk gone. about the uh, the monkey machine, which actually helped keep us in business. Yes, but we got busted. So, and, and as far as I'm concerned, we've 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 done our thing. We've we got paid our dues with it. And um, and I will say this: one we've of the joys of being busy is no monkey machine. Yes, you know, we when we got busted and we and we shut down, they shut us down for 15 days. Yep. And um, Sonny and I like, let's don't bring this thing back in here. You know, we don't need it anymore. But there was a time where the monkey machine helped keep us in business. And, um, and yes, as 
uh, South Carolina Department of Revenue, you got all your money back from that. You, you we evened out. Yes, we're so, we good. Yes, and the statute of limitations, I assume, is out on that. Too. I was there that night. Uh, the night that Brian helped him load it up in the car. I mean, I uh, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Brian. You know I, what? You know what? But we, there was nothing that there was nothing that could be done, and and. Uh, you know, there's nothing that could be done. Well, Brian they, just basically handed him the cash register that night too. They went behind. No, they. Now I was there. They went, and I don't know. Can we talk about this? Uh, you know, we might want to stop. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. when uh, Kelsey's drinking water, and I might be having a Miller Lite at Tito's. We'll tell that story. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it is, but it was a very awkward story. Yeah. But you know what? We were breaking the law. We got. Yeah, caught. we did. There was we a lot caught. of people breaking the law back then. I mean, there was. Um, Dude, well, well, they uh, that one summer they cut all of it out. It's gone. You don't see it anywhere. Never, never, nowhere. It's been about four years, five years. Yep, yep. It's been at least that long. Uh, well, it, it was at least two and a half. I think I might have just quit drinking, so it was probably well, about two and a half years. Three years in January that we had to shut down, and when we got busted, it took about a year and a half for the for the. Um, at least a year and a half for like the, the red tape yeah. to catch up with us where we had to. to okay. Close yeah. Down. Yeah. Because I remember we closed down and we reopened the night that um, Carolina lost in the Super Bowl to Denver. I think we, we were open. Oh, that. that's right. That's yeah. right. And then because um, we had to be open for the collar cook-off. Yeah. So it was uh, – I mean, there's a lot of stories in that place. I mean, there really is. And that's, I know there's a lot of inside jokes, but Jesus Christ, they're funny. Dude, that's the thing about Tito's is that not a lot of people will understand it was you – can, you can compare it to anything you saw on TV, but – on steroids, like any like Cheers, that well, that crowd or whatever that goes in there. I mean, there's some pretty original. That's what it was. Will Hannah, Wes, Summit, yeah, um, Stony, Stone. Adam, Adam can get yeah. right there in the middle of it too. Uh, For a little Henry while, Ford. Henry Ford was Henry Ford was my best friend when we were like my best drinking buddy. Yeah, Henry Ford. Um, God, who, there's got to be some. Uh, I like to think I was okay at it. Yeah, you you were great, man. You you were good. Uh, uh, some of your some of your radio crew was good. Adam's good. Uh, Mad Max was funny. Oh, uh, Max was good. Um, Satterfield was fun to pick on. God, he had no sense of humor, man. I love Satterfield. He still does have no sense of humor, so we're still pictured. But Jesus Christ, he's thin skinned. He's fun to pick on. He is. But he didn't realize he took it serious. He's not near as fun to pick on as Repack. Yep. <laughs> did you hear the? Did you hear it was minutes one through seven, Wes? Well, listen, John Repack. First of all, I was telling my wife when I was talking about being on the show, I was like, you know, I feel so bad for Repack, and and the reason I do is he's a really nice guy, the nicest guy, and You're he will losing do, oh, oh, what not? and uh, he will do he will do anything for you, and he just leaves himself so wide open. Yeah. That if I left myself wide open, I expect you guys to jump me like that. Yeah. I mean, this whole repack. And I was like, listen, man, if I ever cross the line, you got to tell me. And I said, because you, well, how many times did he tell you, I'm leaving, man. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Like, like, uh, like after we're picking on him or, or just in a night. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to close my no, tab. He never and, leaves like, man, I'm pissed at you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. He's like, all he right, man, well, I guess it. I'm going to close my tab for like two hours. Because he heard close it. He ain't going to pay it. But he's going to close the tab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever we need like an errand run of repacks there, I'll, I'll say, hey, get repack to run up there and tell him I'll wipe off that first tab he's got because I'll be six in the system. Yeah. He's like Norm on Cheers. See, he doesn't pay his tab. And not only that, we're one of the few bars left that will, because will, every bar used to do that. You know where you could run tabs. Well, we don't. First of all, I don't like I don't like running tabs. But um, 
Well, that's an old school thing. Well, it's if we know you. Like, I know yeah. Impact's coming back. I know Wes is coming back. I know Brooks coming back. Brooks a ball buster. Brooks, Brooks good. Ball buster. I can't Brooks believe we good. left him out of that group. Me neither. I'm sorry, Brooks. He's yeah. been on this podcast. Yeah, he is a he is funny as shit. He really is. And then um, you know, it, if it's a regular guy and then we know they're coming in all the time, we don't like. But you know what? But if if some Joe Blow comes in and spends eighty dollars and he's gone, they got to pay it. See, what's funny is there was a. There were times when the regular crew would be sitting at the bar and we'd see some people who are not regulars walk up to the door and we'd just, when they'd open the door, we'd say the most ridiculous, heinous thing oh, you can imagine. We, uh, and then they would just turn around and walk out. I mean, how about when, uh, and, it's, and it's, we haven't executed a good one now because people are onto us, silent treatment. When silent treatment's done right, y'all talking about Chicken Mike leaving there pissed off uh, one time. July 4th, I remember we gave him the silent treatment, and he was livid. <laughs> this year? No, it was like three years ago. And uh, I remember um, he, he walked in there, and it's silent treatment, silent treatment, and he comes in, and man, he talked to like four people. And it used to be if the silent treatment is if we see you walking in the bar, and like Kelsey's walking in. All right, nobody talked to Kelsey. It's the first person to talk to Kelsey. got to buy everybody a shot. Yep. And usually I'm That's the one that yells at, and then I go piss. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. So that way, it gave him about forty-five seconds, and so we did that. Chicken Mike, and he stood out there before Anita. Anita's really lighting Chicken yeah. Mike up, and he stood out there in the middle of the thing, and he was like, "Well, fuck you, then. Nobody will speak to me." Yeah, I, re- I think I remember yeah, that. And you may have still been working. I don't think you were, but you may have still been working there that night. And um, and it was like at seven o'clock, and I remember we had uh, Brian Connor from Villanova was singing, and Abel was playing. Was spinning. Yeah, they were yeah, kind yeah. of doing a back and forth thing, so um, so he got he got really really livid. And Chicken Mike, he can take a hard time. He we don't give him a hard time well, as repack, but he's up there in the top five of catching. Shit. I believe in the in the peak of picking on Chicken Mike, we may have hit him as hard as repack. And the big. And Do you remember that time that he got up and walked out and like Summit went out and hugged him and was like, dude, we love you, Mike. We were literally just well, when fucking he, with when you. He, he dated that one girl for a long time. I don't, yeah. hopefully I'm not putting his business out. And when they broke up, he was he was upset. That's why yeah. I'm saying Mike, and I never knew that girl, but Mike pre-Anita and post-Anita is two totally different people. 100%. And, 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 and Anita's been great for Mike. So. Yeah. And Anita's awesome. She comes in there a lot. We don't, you notice we say a lot of dudes' names. We talk well, about changing the names of Tito's and having like, you know, like, you know how you have church and you have Tito's and the guests yeah. coming across and we're going to have a cock house. Because <laughs> it was just all a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it was a bunch of dudes. And remember, it'd be like, there's never a woman in here. And well, you, I you, remember. You could tell your wife. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. You no. could tell your wife or your girlfriend you're going to Tito's and they don't get mad because there's no yeah. women there. Well, that's what I was saying is we used to make the joke that it was everybody's favorite gay bar because <laughs> it was just dudes. <laughs> Oh, man. But think about it. We used to do silent treatment. Yeah. Um, I'm probably the only owner or co-owner of a bar uh, um, that uh, allowed the bathroom to get liquid assed one time. Oh, man. That was now. Who did that? Who that ordered my, that? That was my buddy, Chris Seffner from Savannah. That's right. He came in a liquid assed the bathroom. And I remember um, oh, Big Jacob man. was working that time. Big Jacob called <laughs> a hard time. Man, we we Summit gave him crucified him. We had, no no pun intended. 
<laughs> uh, we had church in there every Wednesday because Henry Ford, Jacob was Jewish, and Henry Ford had never met anybody who was Jewish before, and he was just amazed by all of the stuff that Jewish people did in their religious practices and whatnot. And Henry Ford was just amazed by this. We caught it going to church every Wednesday. Oh God, there's a few things about Jacob that I remember. With that, I remember one time on Good Friday he was working. And we were giving him shit about killing Jesus, (laughs) which is awful. It is awful, but we did this. And, and, um, well, going back to liquid ass, the liquid ass, the bathroom and, and, and everybody's going, Oh God, what's wrong? Well, Jacob got in there and he, you know, Jacob didn't, he never cleaned. And he got in there and he scrubbed the bathroom while we were open because I, I think he had Chef Tony watch the bar. Chef Tony, top five of catching shit. I'm not gonna um, do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it. So, uh, so Jacob goes and mops the bathroom and does everything. And he's like, "Man, I tried. I can't get that smell out of there." And then I tell the Sefner, I said, "Jesus, he's just cleaning the shit out of that bathroom. Go spray the woman's room." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't figure it out. And so he cleans the women's room because, man, those smells not going away. I think we need to call the plumber. And I was like, no, nah, man, we liquid ass the bathroom. And everyone was ah, yeah. But it, it, it worked to it too. You got the bathrooms cleaned. Oh my god. See that story is is Tito's. That's the trickery involved in making this place clean. Oh, it's, it's it's. I remember y'all were talking the story about the the writing on the bathroom wall. I remember I had a coworker. God, you got so pissed every time we would start well, we writing on the wall. The every wall. Si- I know. You know but side story, a lot of times I'd write the stuff. I stopped. I too. wrote a lot of stuff yeah. on there, and a lot of times I'd feed somebody with the idea of um, what to write on the wall. Because Will Hanna was the worst, too. Yeah. Will Hanna wrote, he was the one that did West Danish, did me right in the ladies' room. That was, was the a, best one. Wes, Wes talked about that. That's the best one. one in the ladies' room now that a, there's no doubt that a woman had to get on another woman's shoulder to write it up there. It's so high. I can't remember what it says, but it's written up like right under the ceiling. And then I was always, going back to the writing, I was always a big fan of the glory holes. The glory holes were so good. It, it was just, it just you, you do like a giant, a giant glory hole, like about a five-inch diameter glory hole, and then you do like a dot yeah, for Wes bar, or Chicken what Mike. What uh, prides himself on having a glory hole? I mean, not... Not many. It's like that's not the sort of thing that you usually brag about. But we were not the normal bar well, by any used means. To, there used to be a bar in Savannah we used to go to, and it was kind of nice. And we didn't go there that much. But I'd come out of the men's room and I'd see a line. And I'd be like, dude, man, there's a bidet in that men's room. Yeah. And uh, and, every, and it really wasn't a bidet in a men's room. I don't think at the time I even knew what a bidet looked like. Yeah. And uh, and so I remember one time I'd said something about. Yeah, Uncle Tito's, we've got a glory hole in the men's room, and then boom, it just went viral. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it was it was bad. It was funny. And by the way, it wasn't an actual glory hole. It was just a big Sharpie circle. It wasn't a glory hole. It was... Unless <laughs> <laughs> you... Yeah, it was... It was uh, <sighs> but there was... I, but it got to the point where we were having a 40th birthday party. This 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 guy, a buddy of mine who happens to be gay. Because we're... Listen, we're all talk. We're very inclusive. Yes. And we are... I mean... Henry I actually Ford. had a bullet point written that I didn't know if we could tell a lot of these stories as to not sound homophobic. Listen, I am... Uh, honest to God, I am as socially inclusive as can be. But yeah. funny, funny. Funny, exactly. You Everything's know, safe in the name of comedy, I and, believe. Yeah, and funny's funny. We're not being racist and we're not being... But some people wrote some 
homophobic stuff on the wall. Yeah. And I remember said this guy calls me and is like, hey, I want to throw my, and they're married now, the two dudes, and I want to throw his party. Yeah, he used to come in all the time and uh, and watch football with me. Yeah, but Falcons, on Sunday. he was a big yeah. Falcons fan. Yeah. I'll say his name because he doesn't care, Ron Roberts. And um, so Ron's having his party there. His husband's throwing the party, and I'm like, oh, you can have the party, but i got to clean up this bathroom. Because it had, somebody broke Taj Boys. Uh, yeah. Likes little boys. Yeah, I remember that. And I changed it to I changed it to Taj Boyd like the Dallas Cowboys. I think and that then, I was commissioned yeah, with, we with like, fixing yeah. all of the things. And, I mean, there was nothing in there like, you know, we hate homos or anything yeah, like that. There yeah. was nothing in there. Because, first of all, we we're, wouldn't have tolerated anything like that. We're, very, we're, we're not was, Westboro at all. No, not at all. And, you know, and, and truth be told, and we won't say the name, um, we used to have a rule and we enforced it. If you got into a fight uh, in Tito's, you were gone, and Henry wiped the floor with somebody for being a racist. And, that, and, and remember how bad he felt? We were like, dude, uh-uh. Yeah, well, I talked to somebody about that guy the other day and about the reason why we don't like that guy was because of the monkey machine. You remember he used yeah, to come in and yeah. just pump it full of money and just pull out all the tickets and oh, he'd sit there all ruin night. it for everybody else? And little Jacob, I mean, Big Jacob hated that guy. And that was when I had Big Jacob's uh, back on. But... That's the thing of not being too tough. I don't want to uh, go too far down that line. But, yeah, exactly. But, you know, we we say things in the name, but we wouldn't cross a line, and we would never do any hate thing on people. And it was never th- that bad. I mean, it was never – I think about the most homophobic thing in there was Taj Boys. Like, Taj yeah, Boys, yeah, boys. probably. I don't even know who wrote that. It was some Carolina fan. Uh, yeah, a pro- well, no, they own Taj Boys, though. Didn't they beat him like three years in a row or something? Remember yeah, they had the well, four years in a row where they they beat Clemson and and they've still lived on that. Yeah, and then they were going they were going no they, they were going for no they, did they win five and they were going for six I can't remember I, uh, I I don't know I don't know I got a sore I got a sore sore spot with South Carolina because of the only time we've been to Williams Bryce Stadium it didn't work out so well for us Listen they play Georgia tough every year and I'm a Georgia fan and. Um, I got to give South Carolina fans credit because, and I don't mean this because they've won baseball and, and they went to the Final Four in basketball, but honest to God, they've never until a few years ago won anything in football, and they uh, they pack that stadium every week and they go they in do there, that. they they go in there and they it's and it's a good time, and um, but uh, I I, I got to give them credit for that. Uh-oh. Oh shit. That sounds good. Yeah, that, I don't know if they can hear that, but a little thunder I bet in the background. You, I bet they saw the lightning strike in the window because I saw it out the corner of my eye. But, uh, but, dude, that's absolutely true. And I was thinking about this. Until they had uh, – I'm not counting equestrian or chess championships or whatever the fuck you got. But until they had those baseball championships, South Carolina literally had nothing. But their fan base, especially because so many people who like uh, – do you remember Todd? They used to come into Tito's a lot. His dad I Todd, yes. who moved down. They're both Carolina fans because everybody's Carolina fans here. Oh, or, or a lot of, there's no bandwagon. You jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, it's, and that's it's just, like, yeah. you know, that's sort of like – you know, yeah. If you're a Browns fan, it's not like you're you're. There's no bandwagon there. No, and 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 you know, and and I married into it, and it morphs pretty well. I think that Wes and and my because Wes is my brother-in-law, of course. Yeah, and I married his, his, his sister Katie, and um, hey Wes, and um, 
Uh, so, um, <laughs> but it really doesn't bother me. And I, honest to God, every game that Carolina oh, plays, it, it, if, they, if it doesn't affect Georgia, I pull for them. Yeah, I like Carolina above Clemson. But they hate Georgia. They hate it's Clemson and then Georgia. And that's their rivalry. And my wife gets mad at me because being a Georgia fan, you know, now granted, since we've been dating the first few years, when Spurrier got there, things kind of changed. But I tried to tell her, it's, it's in Georgia, no particular order. You got Florida, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, yeah, then maybe Carolina, and and you know, and so she didn't understand why they hate. And I was just like, where it's Carolina, it's Clemson and Georgia, and they lost to Georgia in a bunch of bullshit ways. I mean, a bunch. I mean, like yeah. Pollock stealing that ball, the guys. You know, on the fumble, guys fumble on the one. Um, I mean, they lost to Georgia in a lot of ways that were just – I probably hate them too, you know, for the same way. But yeah. they, they beat us pretty good recently, though. Well, what's funny about South Carolina is that I believe that – I don't know that they'll ever get a championship. That's that's yet to be determined. But still, I believe that their, like, biggest win is going to be Alabama. Well, that, that, well, you can't really get bigger than that. They were the number one team in the country. Not only that, you know the starters that were on that team? Alabama's been loaded since Spurrier. I mean, Saban's been there. And will be until well, he dies, and then, probably. Um, I don't know about this year, though. I think they'll be fine. And then uh, that, was a, that was a kick-ass time for Carolina. They had Lattimore. They had Garcia. Uh, was was uh, Clowney on there? He Melvin was a freshman, Ingram. I think. Melvin Ingram was yep. a beast, man. Alshon. Alsh- Alshon was a I mean, they had some studs. Yep. And the thing was is, uh, and I think Melvin Ingram is too, but all those guys are from, not Garcia, but all those other guys are from South Carolina. I said this too. They should have gave Garcia just a cooler beer and a bottle of vodka and let the boy play football because he was so good drunk. Oh, man. One of my favorite Steve Spurrier stories was uh, they were about to play, I think, Florida State in a bowl game. And and I guess they caught Garcia with a couple of girls in his room. And they were like, well, Coach, what do you want to do? And he said, I want you to take him. And he had two trainers take him to a uh, – uh, a treadmill. I don't know if this is actually true, and I, but I know Carolina fans have heard this story, and it's an awesome urban legend. If it's not, Spurrier had him go to a uh, treadmill because he was drunk, and they ran him until he puked. And they let him play in the game. That's old school. You hand your stuff in house. Just run, run him till he gets it out of his system yeah, and give him, him a football. They put him in that thing and he just went fast. And then he'll get out there and throw darts. Yeah, and I think they got crushed in that game. Uh, but because uh, I think they played a load of Florida State, and that was that was the same year. I think they beat Alabama. Yeah. Well, there was a there was an urban legend that that he was out at five points pounding shots the night before he beat us. I'm sure he was. That dude didn't give a shit. He really no. didn't care. He man. was in college for real. He didn't give a shit. He played yeah, football. He was like somehow in the 70s and 60s and stuff, man. He, you're right. He just didn't care. And he was right when social media started really yep. getting huge. And, oh, that's true. I didn't think about that yeah. aspect of it. Because I, I honestly, God, I think social media was out there with your MySpaces and stuff. But I don't think until really about 2008 is when it just started things catching and oh yeah and and going nuts. And, and was Twitter around at eight? Uh, tw- yeah, it was all of that happened at about the same time. Yeah, it's about ten years. So as soon years. as MySpace was replaced with Facebook and Twitter, yeah, and, and now you got everything. You got Vine, yeah, and, you, and whatever the fuck you got. Vine, you got what's uh, Snapchat? Yeah, Snapchat. I feel like an old man doing Facebook now because none of the kids do Facebook anymore. Well, I've started doing Instagram a lot more. 
Instagram and Twitter a lot more than Facebook. I, I, I've noticed that on Twitter and Facebook or, or Twitter and Instagram that I don't see near the political bullshit that I don't care to hear. And I'm not saying political bullshit. I don't mind political news, which I can get from Twitter, but I just mean people's opinions that I don't really value uh, on well, certain the, things outside of Facebook. Well, you the know? thing about Facebook and, and people on that is nobody's going to change anybody's mind. Yes. And these people are just um, wasting breath, basically. They're wasting breath. And, and, if, and if you and I try to talk politics with anybody. Anybody, I, you know, you can figure out what I do. I am socially liberal and fiscally conservative, so you can figure it out, whatever you want. Which is truly the definition. Of I'm a libert- there. I'm a conservative libertarian. Yeah, it's a truly the definition of a libertarian. But the problem yeah. is, the libertarians can't run, get anybody out there to run. They can't. They can't win. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't win. So you just gotta just pick and choose. But you can't say anything without either side. There's a fan base on either side that. That jets goes ape shit. It's very sharks jets. Yeah, yeah it mean, really is. And it's, it's it's Crips blood. You're right, and and it's yep. and you can't say anything. So what I do to those people, I just hide them. You know, you don't want to unfollow yeah, them. Yeah. Then they'll figure it out. But if you hide them, they can still look at your stuff. And and I've had people on both sides. I've got friends on both sides of the equation. Some that love, well, I say Obama. Some to the left. Some to the right. And um, and they're both nuts. They're both nuts. It's, it's yes. crazy. They're the same person. They don't understand that, and they're too proud and too adamant in their viewpoint and their stance than to realize that they're the same person that they're arguing against. Oh, you know what? You know, and you know what that person is? <clears throat> narrow-minded, one hundred percent. And they're and they're narrow-minded, and they can't um, they can't focus on what's best. Because I'm going to tell you right now, not everything coming from the right is a hundred percent wrong, and not everything to the to the left is a hundred percent wrong. And there's got to start. Start being some compromise, but right now it's it's treated like a football game where it's there's got to be a winner and a loser, and, yeah. there, and there's just nothing and, there, and there's nothing for the country. And maybe at some point things can get better, but um, you know, right now they're not. I'm, and, I, and again, mm. I'm not saying anything about who I voted for. I'm yeah, saying yeah. I'm better. It's not me saying Trump sucks or or whatever. It's just fucking nuts out there, man. I think that we lost as a country by being handed what we were handed. Uh, as far as who to vote for. And I think that, that, I don't know. I just, I just feel like now the situation isn't who can help this country and who can bring us out of where we are, but who is trending harder. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think you're underestimating the middle class. I think you're underestimating the, the, the people that are, you know, that are out there working and slugging through and they want to see a change and they want to see something new. That's, that's very possible as well. The problem is, who in their fucking right mind wants to run for this stuff? Granted, you might be a president and can live in history forever or whatever, but to put yourself through all this stuff, and that is the one thing, and I'll say about Trump, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't give, give no a, And that's what's the difference between a billionaire. But, um, you know, these people that, 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 that you know, he, there was a lot of shit about him today. But, you know, there was stuff I just don't care about. I want to know what's going on with the country. And that's my, my point is, I think there's a lot of good people that won't run for president because they a they probably have something that's going to come out, but nobody cares. Yeah. We all you got you've got garbage. I've got garbage. Oh, yeah. Everybody has skeletons in their closet, and we are a forgiving society. And I think as people, um, you know, start to realize that, hey man, who gives a shit? I got a DUI in 1990. 
you know, I you know, run. There's good people out there yeah, that can exactly. be in office, and I don't think they want to do deal with the smear campaigns. Now, listen, nobody's smearing Trump. He's doing that on his own. Him and he does a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, and and, um, I, and I don't think that he cares. And I think that he's it's a it's, it's like he he is bringing light to that situation that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, but you know, yeah. but the the people that are supporting Trump, and there's a lot of people, and and this is what people on the left don't realize: these, these zealots that are going nuts. Uh, there's a lot of people that voted for Trump that won't say a word to anybody because they don't want to catch shit. They don't. Yeah. They, and, and 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 I don't know if he's going to win or lose. I am tired of this. I mean, I'm really tired of the the conversation. Uh, the and when I say tired, I'm tired of. Them saying stuff about Trump and then Trump agitating them and just and it's just it's exhausting. like kids in the in the playground poking each other. Oh, it's really it's, it's and it's something else and and the country, um, you know, because I do think Trump gets results. I didn't like what he did with Russia. I didn't um, as far as the way he handled himself on that. But I I just wish he just just. Do the job and shut up. Yeah, that would be. I think that he would be. And I and I've said this before. If he didn't have the Twitter and he didn't have the uh, the ability to say whatever he wanted to at a drop of a hat for the, all the world to see, he could have gone down as literally one of the greatest presidents of all time. The dude does a lot. He works. It, um, he's a relentless worker and a tireless yes. worker, especially at his, at his age. But he's just. Uh, you know what? I mean, the stuff I know it's the hashtag Me Too movement and all that stuff, but all most of that stuff you're hearing about was from like 2006 yeah. and all that. I just don't care. I mean, uh, we're getting way too much into politics. No, that's that. fine. But he just um, he he won't listen to anybody because he's a billionaire. He just doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't give a shit. In his mind, thinks. he's gotten to where he's he's gotten to by doing things his way, and that's the way he wants to continue to do them. Well, and 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 the thing about him, I, I tell my wife because my wife is it's left by far, and and she just doesn't understand how I'm even tolerant of him. I'm tolerant of him because I think he does a decent job, but I'm intolerant of him. Because I wish he'd shut the fuck up. Exactly. And um, so, you know, I'm, I can take him or leave him. I, I'm a results-driven person. Whereas I thought Obama was all sizzle. I mean, he was – Obama, I remember when he won, I was like, you know what? We were coming out of the depression – or not depression. But it was yeah, like the, the recession. recession, whatever. It was, it, was, um, it was pretty bad. And I thought – It oh, gave you know a lot what? of people depression. Yeah. Well I, well, I voted for McCain. But when Obama won, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this fucker a chance. You know, because he, he looks good up there. He's talking great. He's probably great for the country. But there was really just, uh, to me, not a lot of substance. But I didn't hate him. If Obama walked in the theaters, I, w- I think Obama would be fun to drink a beer with. Oh, dude, I love seeing him with David Letterman on oh, that he's, interview. He's, he's, just, he's a great speaker. Listen, I, I didn't think George Bush was a good president. But George Bush, if he was still drinking, would be fun. Second one to oh, drink yeah. a beer with. Bush 43. Yeah, he would be fun to drink a beer with. Obama would be fun to boy it up and drink a beer with. Um Trump wouldn't be. I would be awkward around. I think yeah. that would be awkward. Yeah, it would be. It would be awkward around Trump. Yeah, but so you got two guys that I actually like and would socially like to hang out with. Although I would, there's not a president alive that I would meet uh, that wouldn't want to meet. I just it'd be an honor. I've never met a president. Yeah, I, I same here. I mean, if somebody if I won something, I had to go to the White House. I'm there, dude. I'm going. I met David Beasley one time. Go ahead, dude. After, to, right just, after he took the poker machines away. <laughs> He wasn't in office when that happened, was he? Yeah, Ban Beasley was the was the bumper sticker. Oh, you remember? Talking, I thought you were talking about Tito's. No, he was. He took them took him away from South Carolina. Yeah, 
Well, they were just trying to look for a way. My guess is I wasn't living here when that happened. They were looking for a way to tax them. They had oh, yeah. all this revenue coming in. Well, well, if because of all the the things that have been happening with the sports betting in Jersey and New York now, where you could, where they've legalized sports betting, yeah, that is going to change everything for the country. I, that that it, that is like the California and weed laws for sports betting. Well, and we're one of like the second tier states where we're positioned to, I think, to do this one day. But I heard him saying that, like, New Jersey's ready, and there's, like, two other states that are ready to have them, like, done before the end of this year. Yeah. And I heard, that, and they named about five other, five to seven states that would have it within three years, and South Carolina was one of them. Dude, that will, I honestly believe that if they're worried about sports and viewership and if this kneeling during the National Anthem thing is going to be like the, what lost a lot of viewers for the NFL That's sports, bullshit, it, it is, what? it really is. It's Watch bullshit. the fucking game. No, no, it's not bullshit that they're kneeling. It's bullshit. They're not losing. They're losing viewers yes. because people, everything's changing. I work in radio and not as many people listen to the radio anymore because they listen to podcasts. They listen to, they I was going to say, they do all kinds of stuff and there's just, these things have changed everything. Yeah. Cell phones and, and, and people just don't watch people under 25. Don't watch TV. They don't do it. I mean, they, yeah. there's just so much stuff. And how many people are cutting the cord of their cable and doing Roku fire sticks, uh, YouTube cable. Yeah. I mean, the world's changing and that's why most of the people, cause cable's gotten so expensive that they're losing viewers by the millions every month. And it's got, and I'm not for the kneeling, but just fucking let it go, man. Just let it go. And the thing that bothers me about the situation is that most people are reacting to what they're doing rather than why they're doing it. Listen, they're reacting because it's, the right feels one way, the left feels another way. Exactly, and 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 they're jumping on the side of their team, and and they're doing it. And 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 again, you know, I think we're getting too much into all that. But it it, it listen, man. Before I, I wish you'd stand, but you know what? So what? You know what? You, you're demonstrating. And listen, I'm a white guy. I grew up in a definitely a white world, but I understand. The, the plight of the, uh, of the African-American. I know what it's like when people come in. Even sometimes there'll be some black guys coming to Tito's. There'll be some dumbass that'll come to me. Hey, man, you had like seven black guys in here last night. So fucking what? Yeah. They can come in here. They Listen, you got to understand that, that, and this is a very delicate subject, and I want to broach you right. Yeah, yeah, But when people, they, they are looked at differently as a whole. I, I've got great black friends, and I know what it's like to walk into a room and and people are offended just because now there's not as much hate in the world as there used to be, but it's yes. still there, and it's disgusting. And it, it is disgusting. Still, it still exists, and, it's, and you're and you're ignorant if you don't think it exists. One hundred percent. And and I am just amazed, and I say this all the time. This makes a, an appearance in just about every podcast I've recorded. Is that I'm just amazed at how comfortable people are with being a racist. Well, you know, it's it, it's it's. Even if that's unknowing. Well, what happens with a lot of people is they're not racist, that they don't understand that it's out there. Yeah. Now, and it is on both sides of the street, but trust me, my wife is a, my, my wife, my life is a lot more privileged because I'm white. Absolutely. And if, and if you don't fucking think that way, you, it's like Joe Rogan says, you're not on our team. I love when Joe Wasn't Rogan Wasn't that the best about, clip? That was the best clip ever. I don't know if people saw it, but Rogan was talking about. In a, in a tie-dye shirt, yeah. nonetheless. And, and, and it, but it's the truth. I mean, and, and you just got to understand. I remember I had an aunt who was probably brought up. When I say aunt, great aunt. She probably was 95 when she died, and she's been dead for 
however many years. But when I was a little kid and used to ride with her, if we saw a black person, if we pulled in the black neighbor, click, doors locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's people who ride with me today that that still do the same thing. Like I'm like, up and open the door and yank my ass out of there. I'm like, dude, look at us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and 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 that's what I'm talking about. That's little forms of racism. Yeah, it's subtle, but we can see it with a better trained eye. That that is nonetheless racism. Well, and 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 we're not saying that every African American perfect or every white person's a racist. I'm just saying I understand. That's yes. all I'm saying. I understand. I'm on the same page. I'm I'm right there with you. I see the whole thing, and, and I'm. I also feel that it's my responsibility that if I see something that some of my friends are doing that I don't think that we should do, I feel like it's my responsibility to say, "Dude, we can't do that. We can't say that. It's yeah. not like it's a different world." Now, there might have been a time when I would see humor in these things, but I don't anymore, and I don't think a lot of people are right. catching up to that. All right, but just to, to, to show you how different I am on both sides, and I want somebody going, that fucking future, that leftist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him now. Yeah, that's something. Wait till I see that Unfriend. Bastard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm not really for uh, gun control. I don't even have a gun. But yeah. I believe it's people's right to bear same arms. here. I, I'm the same. And I don't have a gun either, but I believe in and and you know and it's too late to take them away. You can't take them away, and I don't think people should be buying blah 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 that could you know blow up a tank or something. But I think people should have the right to bear arms, and I like having the right to do it. And I and I'm one of those people who feel like, and then maybe we can make this humorous again. Um, <laughs> I'm like I'm one of those people that feels like. If a guy wants to kill people, he's going to kill people. Exactly. And whether he finds a machete and runs through a thing, and I'm not trying to be humorous on that or doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, it, it, and if the gun's not there, they're going to do whatever. It's a minivan in Paris, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what they do all the time there. It's, and it's yeah. terrible that they're doing it. And they got strict gun controls in Europe. That's that's the whole argument is that if you, if there is evil in a person, it will get out despite the weapon. But again, that goes back to the side, and they're just trying to do everything for sound clips and 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 this and that. So, you know, I guess the mood of my whole tone here is lighten the fuck up. Lighten the fuck up. Yeah. Get Don't over you? yourselves, people. True. No, seriously, lighten the fuck up. Like everything is, everybody is so tense and every person that you see in the world isn't out to harm you or hurt you or offend you. Some people are just literally just trying to share their opinions. And because it might not coincide with how you feel about the world or the way it should be, doesn't mean that they're wrong. And it doesn't mean that you're right. It just means that you believe different things and that's okay. It is. That's what makes this country. That's where we started. Yes, that's exactly where we started. So, I mean, I'm with you. And I just, I wish people would lighten up. And if I don't feel the same way as you, and because I'm to the right, and I really do lean more right, there's things on the left. I fucking agree with that's that's why I sort of and I don't want to say that I'm an independent or whatever I would say it and if I had to put a name on it I would call it conservative libertarianism because I believe that a woman should be able to decide whether she wants to have her baby or not but I also believe that pot should be legal and I think that we should not spend so much stupid fucking money well, I, my thoughts on babies are once the heart beats, it's a whole different story. Yes. That's just a thought. But if it's something early on and I, it is approachable, but it's not my fucking choice. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 who am I to tell a woman we what she can do? about how an African-American walks through a door and people are looking at We're not a fucking woman. It's got to thank God because I'd be ugly as shit. When my no kids shit. were born and they looked like my wife, <laughs> I was so happy. And um, uh, 
but we're not, you know, it's just, I don't know. And now with the Catholic school, they're probably all going, oh, son of a bitch. That fucking left is abortion right. <laughs> son of a bitch. Unfriend. Yeah, I'm, not have any, I'm not going to have any friends after the day. I'm kidding. I think it's going pretty well. I think we're doing well, man. We've are done we really good what kind so of far. Time? We, oh, we, we're at about 55 minutes. I don't and know what you're. About, uh, I, I got, I'm, I'm good as long as you're good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm good for. I'm good for you know uh, 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 a little bit longer. I don't we, have we anything going on until like. Than I thought. And that's there's that's fine. I don't have I don't have anything to do until around the around the 8:30 hour. So yeah, I'm good. What's the 8:30? Um, What's going on then? Uh, I have Noah Byrne is going to come. We're doing a little sunset grill. Uh, we're going to be doing some bits and making a soundboard for our Sunset Grill podcast. Like fart noises and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, we, we're, we're, I don't know if you've listened to Sunset Grill at all, but it's a, it's like all about conspiracy theories and bullshit. And we're, right now, we're, we're going to dive into the, uh, like the Las Vegas, the Mandalay Bay is like suing victims of the Las Vegas shooting because there's some situation that if they do not do that, then they could be, they could claim terrorism or some, ra- there, there's some random conspiracy I'm involving this. And I don't want to touch, it. I don't want to really touch that in this because it's a sunset grill thing. You know, my theory but, on that is, and I don't really haven't dove into it. That dude that shot up everybody, he was, he, he was CIA or something or some type of operative. Cause you don't hear anything about that. Nope. Nothing. Well, I, I, and I think the theory that we came up when this is totally sunset grill territory, I don't want to spend too much time on this guys, but, uh, but just, but since we're here, uh, I believe that we came to the conclusion that this was this guy was like an arms dealer. Yeah, something like and that. And he was like an arms dealer, and apparently his buyers or whoever they were may have may have offed him and carried out this thing. Or and and that's all speculatory. Well, you really are out there. You're Roswell on this thing, man. Yeah, Area Fifty One and shit. Well, there were so many unanswered questions in this one, and the only thing other than this, and I'm not going back to the nine eleven thing, other than just to mention it, but. That's the only other time in which something this large in this country happened that there were so many unanswered questions. Well, I got to look because I do think like nine eleven. Yeah, I was talking about it with somebody the other day. I think that the um, the whole let's roll theory. I think that's bullshit. I, I don't. I think yeah. they shot that plane down. I think they had to. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I know they said they fought and they they made them crash it in the field. I mean, they crashed it like in the perfect spot. They had to. It had to have been planned. And it, you know what? And there's and, and and if they came out and said it. And again, it's just that it's this is bar talk. This is the kind of shit that we talk about at Tito's. Yeah. Um, when we're not making fun of Repack or being recorded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do think that they had to shoot that plane down because I think it was heading for the Pentagon. I think they were trying to do another one. And, um, and I, you know, because they were growling everybody and then that plane yeah. didn't come down. And I think that they had to do what they had to do. But. Again, that could be a conspiracy theorist. Exactly, and that's 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 basically what we're what we're shooting for in the Sunset Grill is just just not to not to. I guess just to speculate, you know, that's all, it's all entertainment driven. Like we're not Alex Jones. Do y'all talk, Alex Jones is nuts. Do y'all yeah. talk about, um, area 51? We haven't yet. We, we've, uh, we got a couple of, couple of people who are alien enthusiasts. <laughs> so you, so one would say, or as you, as one would be, and we're going to save all that kind of stuff for when they come on the episode, but we just started season two. 
of that podcast and uh we're gonna be we're yeah we're we're gonna be like basically making like viva las vegas sound bits and stuff for when we're when we're going back and doing other conspiracy conspiratorial things but there's also all of this stuff that's going down with the chick from smallville and then the chick from the seagram's heiress is that the one that they made marry her uh, no, they arrested. I don't know. But they arrested this one girl who's like a the chick from Smallville. Yeah, like, was brainwashed. Allison Mack, and like, and then she married another girl. Is that the girl that she married? I'm not sure. And they arrested both of them. I think. I don't know. That story's whack. I don't, yeah, I don't that, know the I, whole thing. Well, it, it, same here. I got a little reading I got to do before Noah gets here on that. But uh, but it's it's just it's just really really creepy shit that's going on and. Uh, just really weird situations that that the FBI is arresting very high profile people, which means that something big is going on. Like when billionaires are getting arrested, oh man, yeah, it's because the, the the Seagram's liquor heiress was arrested like yesterday or day before yesterday or something like that in ties to this. Allison Mack, the sex trafficking thing yeah. in New Jersey or whatever. And it's, like I said, this is all very Sunset Grill sensitive stuff that I don't want to go too far down. Because, I'll say for what else you got on your bullet points? Um, Anything we haven't touched on? I had, let's see. So we used to play jukebox games at Tito's, but I'm not sure if we can fully describe those games <laughs> without sounding homophobic or... Uh, we used to play like very awkward music for people to come in there, and we'd pop up like wham. Last yeah, Christmas. We, <laughs> we would just load honest. up. We would load up the jukebox with wham and culture club and like Neil Diamond. Would you love Neil Diamond? Oh, we all said that Neil Diamond's okay. I, I, you know, I heard y'all talking about the music that I like. Do you have the most random I assortment like, of music ever? I like what I like. Yeah. And if I hear something I like it, I'm like it. I'm not cool and say, oh, God, man, I like widespread. Fuck Michael Jackson. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? If I don't yeah. like, I, like, like, I love Jason Isbell. I love, uh, I used to love Wilco. And going back to politics, I was telling Wes after you heard it, I went to a Wilco show once and, um, and Tweety pulled up a guy on stage who was like a Republican and just fucking made a fool out of him. And I just lost, uh, I lost, uh, Oh man. Yeah. It was in Savannah and, it was, and I actually knew the guy and I felt sorry for him. And I was like, I'm here to be entertained. I don't want to hear this shit. That's the same exact thing that Russell Green said about the Saturday night live thing after the election, when Kate McKinnon played that. Uh, song the played the hallelujah yeah the real heartfelt one as hillary clinton <laughs> i didn't see that but and he was like dude i don't want to watch this to get like all heartfelt like i watched this to for comedy purposes well and, and you know and so but going to the music as, yeah i didn't mean to cut you off sorry I'm sorry, no no, no i just i told you when we brought over here like what are we talking about and i was like this my whole life's add so yeah, this, will be us, this will be us on the 80 you know basically we just need some adderall or something but I like anything, I, you know, and I pretty much like, I, I'm not familiar with modern rap. I just haven't listened to it. Same here. I, I don't and, care um, for it. And, and I've some jazz I can't stand, but pretty much everything else I like. I don't like a lot of the fusion jazz stuff, but if it's like any miles or Coltrane or. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, like I, I used to not like country, but I like country now. Um, and I got a 13-year-old daughter, so we listen to some pop. And I don't mind. And I run a pop station, Top 40, so I don't mind it. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm probably, 
eighties and nineties rock is, is 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 you know I would I, say so. I didn't really like rat and the scorpions and So you know hair metal. No, I'm not heavy metal you know what I'm not a big heavy metal guy. I'm really not. I don't like that. But you know, like I loved R. E. M. when they were coming up. They were you know, they're probably ten years older than I was. But we loved Well they them were from, from right up the road, right? Yeah, Athens. So a lot of the Athens music I liked a lot. Um and then, you know, I, I like, I mean, I, I just like what I like. And, uh, and at the bar, I like to play, I like to look at the crowd and either A, make everybody just like, who the fuck played this? Or yeah. B, I like everybody sing along or something like that and, and not play what I just want to hear because it's not good for the bar. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of people. You know, to to make them happy and want to stay and sing along when I do that. I just thought of the greatest idea. You should make a Jimmy's playlist and do just an hour on whichever which which station could you get away with doing your kind of music the most that you that you run? Probably Bob. One Bob, Bob. Bob. You could do anything. Yeah, play anything. Bob plays anything. Bob plays anything. Listen, you could do just an hour. You should do that. You should just make a playlist of of just like have it sponsored by Uncle Tito's. Yeah. I make playlists for Tito's a lot. The Uncle Tito's know. Jukebox Hour. Well, I would do it. I mean, I would. I, I like playing music and putting together, but it gets complicated after a you while. You get Touch Tunes to sponsor it. Touch Tunes. Those bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> They're a lot better than those other five-letter ass caps. Well, you know, the thing about it is, and well, I can get on this whole tangent because I work in radio, and they squeeze ass cap and BMI, squeeze us out. People don't understand. We have to pay royalty rights. Even for every free, single song. Every song. Thank God we have computers that figure that shit out now. No shit, right? And I mean, back in the day when we had to go through logs and, 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 and divulge it. And we probably pay for our market. Our radio stations probably pay about a quarter million dollars in royalty. But you you map out there's, there's three groups our size. So that's, yes. And then there's some others. That's probably a million dollars in royalties getting, getting divvied up. But I think you figure like New York's probably paying... A billion easily, and I and yeah. I and I think I remember recently that aren't you, didn't you guys win some awards recently in your in your like division basically? You know we may have, but that's just why my only reason that I get really pissed off when people are telling me that they're listening to Pandora or Spotify. Yeah, they, they don't they fuck the artist. They don't they don't pay the royalty. That that's why I buy records. Yes, well you don't have to pay the artist; they just make the money off of it. Yeah, well I mean that the, I. I I get that because I don't, I don't, I want a hard copy of something because it seems like to me if I, and I, I'll usually, I mean, I'll get some from Amazon or whatever, but if it's somebody who I see on Facebook that I listen to, like I like Father John Misty a lot. I'm, I don't know if you've heard of that guy, but he's a, he's, he's awesome. And I'll like buy straight from his website because I'm like, I know you get the dollars from this. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of your uh, your black rappers from like the nineties and stuff, yeah, they made so much money because they were their own label, and then yes. they would ride around and they would go to the stations, um, and they would even though you know the days of paying artists and, and yeah. stuff are, I mean, paying jocks are gone, but back then they programmed their own station and they would go to the stations and get the DJs spit them some stuff. They'd spin the music, and then they'd make a fucking killing, man. Um, all the money stays in house and it stays inside and they didn't have to give it to another label or another thing. Yep. They made all that money. And that's why guys like, um, uh, master P 
Oh, dude, Master P with no limit. Yeah, yeah. when that that shit came out, and, and I mean, he owned that diamond font. Like everything about all of that. Who was, was the one that had like Welcome to Atlanta? Was that Jermaine Dupri? I that I don't know. Yeah, Welcome because because I remember I was that's right when yeah. I started radio, and then they changed it. What we had an urban station, and they had Welcome to Savannah. And yeah, I'm not going to sing it. And uh, <laughs> but he made a killing. Um, you know, all those, I'm telling you, those rappers had their own labels and they just crushed it, man. They crushed it. Oh, and yeah. that was right before, like, right at the same time Napster came out and started stealing shit, right before the death of the damn, you know, the industry. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. And, and, you know, because right after they did it, there's all, then what? They shut Napster down and then you had Kazaa. I don't know if you remember that. I remember Kazaa and LimeWire yeah, and yeah. Bear Share. Hey, you go out to like in Israel. It was a horrible. You think yeah. about you putting God knows what in on your computer, and um, but uh, yeah, they, it, it just killed the industry. So that's what I was going to say. Wes said, "Internet killed the radio star." Is that is he right on that? Like well, it, it, or it, 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 releasing broadcast? I mean, a lot more broker. I would say a radio is still doing fine. Radio still has two hundred eighty three million people a week listening to it. Yeah, which is more than any other other industry. You know, I always tell a story when I'm trying to sell radio. Now, is our, our is our listenership down? Yeah, it's down a little bit. Um, nobody can tell me any different, even though it's two hundred eighty three million people. Um, but. Think about radio. Radio was the first thing around. Then television came out. was supposed to kill radio. Radio's still here. And then I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, you had your eight-track tapes. I see a bunch over there. They oh, were yeah. supposed to kill them. Then cassette tapes and CDs. Then satellite radio. I mean, all this stuff was – but radio is still plugging away. And my my thing is if I can just get 15 years out of this shit, I don't care what happens after that. <laughs> I don't well, care. Well, I, I think the radio is going to continue to continue to flourish because there's something about speaking live to people. Like if you do podcasts like this, yeah, we're technically live. But I can go back in here and change things. Just being able to fix or or, or, uh, having the opportunity to fix things after you're done speaking is what radio doesn't have. Like, you have to get it right. You got one shot to get this thing right. And that that makes people speak better. Like, we were talking about how when you do uh and um, they would do the bells. You You were telling me, like, when we got here, you were like, I know you don't drink, and I know you were trying to make me you know, more comfortable and relaxing. You probably get a lot of people that are on here that are tight. And I can yeah. tell Wes, you know, even when Wes was on here last week, it was funny because I was listening and at the 22 minute mark, I was like, he's comfortable. He's comfortable now. Exactly. Yeah, he's comfortable. And I could tell, cause at first I could tell he was nervous and I could, but he's, he just hasn't been around it. Like I've been around. You don't have the microphone in your face usually, but I mean, you do. Yeah. And, now, and now I being do. on TV is a little bit different. I'm not used to looking at a camera, but yeah. you can't see it. But you know, but I could really tell because I think y'all did it like an hour and 15 minutes. But at the 22 minute mark, it was funny because being kind of in the industry, I listened to it while I was at work. And, yeah. And I could tell when it started flowing. And I went back and looked at the time. Um, but as long as radio stays local. Yes. Like we've got a we've got a, a, a show, Gator Morning Show with James and Adam. And, and, I, and I think James is good and James is whatever. But Adam is a guy who grew up loving radio. And those two just play off of each other so well. But Adam's so local and so untouched yeah. that when you know when Larry Jones over at the the uh, Brunswick Fire Station hears his name, you know he loves it. Or you know when somebody can come in and we can rally as a community around some event, yes, you know they love it. But the, the, one of the problems that radio has, and especially in the bigger markets, you know they they 
they can everything. Yes. You know, somebody will come in it's, and voice track their stuff. And they can do what you're saying, and they can go over and over. But it's so much better when you can call in and say, hey, can I blah, blah, blah. And it's just it, it's, 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 it's what makes us successful, and it's what I think we have to do as an industry for the next 15 years. That's the talent aspect. For me to be get the whole 15 years. That's all I care. 15 years, they can do what the <laughs> fuck they want after that. Let me get little Jim through college, and I'm done. Little Jim get through college. Well, man, little Jim's probably going to be scholarshiping on some sports, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. He, uh, you know, it's so funny because does like, he lose an interest? Well, he's not even in kindergarten yet. Well, I mean, you, he'll you, be five. You take it. You take him to like just to, you. No, you I talk about taken him. him into any sports. Yet. Well, no, no, no. You you talk about just him being able to catch all these foul balls or whatever. Well, he, you know, he's tell he's, that story. That's a good story, actually. So we we were um, we were, we go to a lot of the coastal baseball games. Yeah, and um, we've got a lot. The the, the lady that that's helped with the gym a lot, Nancy Reeder. You know, Jamie. And, yes. and, and Jason and Evan and and you know that's. Well, Evan's mother-in-law, yeah. but um, our future mother-in-law. Well, Nancy watches Jim a lot. I mean, she's watched him since he was two weeks old. So Jim likes going to the baseball game. So we ended up buying some season tickets. So we're walking out. It's, it's senior day. It's on a Saturday. We get out of the car and comes over the fence. It's like batting practice or something. A foul ball bounces right to our feet. And Jim, so boom, he's got a foul ball. And you said that's never happened to you. Never, never. I've caught one foul ball in my <laughs> Out life. Out of all oh, the games you've gone yeah, to. So, so listen, so that's, so, so that fun. So going into the game, we catch a foul ball. So then we go out, and if you've ever been to the – listen, if you've never been to a Coastal Baseball game, go. It's fun. It's Coastal's – that's a really, really nice stadium as well. And, 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 it's, and, and the games go pretty quick. They actually serve beer if you're drinking. I wasn't drinking. I had my kid. And um, and they've got these Adirondack chairs. Yeah. And they've got a – what's that? They call it the burn, the grass. they got the – so they've got seats like third to first base. Yeah. You know, and – um. So Jim and I are sitting, he's sitting on the burn, and I'm in an Adirondack chair, and Jim's kind of playing with another kid. Well, a ball comes, hits the burn, spins up to him. I'm like, Jim, get the ball, get the ball. He gets his body in front of it, gets the ball, holds it up, and everybody's like, yeah. So uh, so the little bit, some bitch just caught two foul balls. Nobody's got two foul balls. <laughs> so, so later, literally like three or four innings later, Nancy and Jamie are at the game, and they they they're sitting next to me, and um, and you know I don't know if you can tell, but if I told you, I've got a, like a bad back, so I'm yeah. sitting in this Adirondack chair, and and Jim's like at the bottom of the burn playing with this other kid, and this ball. So we're probably 280 feet to 300 feet from home plate. Yeah, guy yokes a foul ball that's coming at us. I'm like that son of a bitch is coming right at us, and uh, you know and. What do I do? And so I get, I'm, first of all, I'm happy. I get out of the chair, and then I even smack the hand. I don't have a glove. You get the Willie Mays? I'm, I'm, I'm like, smack it, and it's coming down, it's coming down. I'm like, I don't even have to move. And I get my hands out, and I've never tried to catch a barehanded foul ball. I've never, have you? <laughs> no, no, I've, I've never been in a situation. Well, I was just like, all right, this, you know, I'm going to try to catch this son of a bitch. So I get my hands up. And that damn thing hits me right there. Oh, man, right in the heel. Right in the heel. And the thing about it, 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 and it just shot straight down. And I was like, oh, man. And who does it shoot to? Jim at the bottom of the thing. <laughs> three for three. Three for three. But uh, I told my wife, I got home, I was like, I can't believe it. I had a chance to catch a foul ball. Knowing what I know now, I can catch 10 out of 10. 
it mixed up. First of all, there's so much spin on the son of a bitch. There's so That's much what you spin. were saying. You, you underestimate that. so much spin. But it didn't hurt. So, Because that part of me was worried about this is really going to yeah. hurt. It didn't hurt a bit. And I could have come over the top. I could have done anything. Yeah. But I was, I was a little bit nervous. And uh, and I asked a couple of the players because I know a few of them. I was like, man, should I have been embarrassed? I didn't catch that. And they're like, oh, shit, no. If you had a club, yes. But catching a foul ball with a bare hand is is difficult. 10 out of 10 now, though. I don't know if I can do 10 out of 10, but I guarantee you <laughs> I'd slap 50 down. I good per- again. good if percentage. If you put it again, put me in it right now with no warm-up, I'll slap 50 and i catch it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the old cup it. Oh, yeah. You're going to think fast. Well, that's what I was saying. Like you say, whenever Jim catches the second one and he holds it up and everybody screams. Yeah. That sort of – that that's the sort of thing that fosters what you're going to do forever. Like the first time you feel like that, oh, shit, I did something cool and everybody's stoked about it. That might foster him into wanting to be – great at sports. Well, you know, I want my kid to play And sports. plus, he's your son. So, I mean, uh, he's, he's going to... Well, at some point, he'll he'll hopefully figure it out. You know, Mary Grace, my daughter, just started playing lacrosse this year, and she's actually gotten pretty good. And I think watching her play will help, too. But, you know, you know, I get this boy, and everybody's got this... When they when they find out they're having a boy, and yeah. they're born healthy, you're like, oh, yeah, man, this kid's going to be a badass. Yeah. You know, he's going to be a little league monster and all that stuff. But then you just, they're born, and you just want them to be safe and happy. Yeah. But I still, in the back of my head, I want them to be a badass. Exactly. And he won't be because of that. Well, but I kind of keep reminding myself that, you know, he's not a, very rarely is there a prodigy. You know, you know, like a Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, and, and half the time those kids get burnt out. And so, like I said, I told my wife today something about Jim. And I said, I just got to keep reminding myself he starts kindergarten this fall. He's not even <laughs> in kindergarten. Yet. And I think he's behind on basketball or something. And But he does. He played soccer. And I don't want to tell too many Jim stories. But uh, he will run your ass over on the soccer field. He, it, it's, it's almost sad because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if my kid was on the other team and there was a the kid running him over like that, I would be pissed off. So I've had to have a talk with him about, like, you know, one time I, I, he was out in the middle of the field playing, and I was like, Jim, quit hitting people. And he yelled back and said, it's okay, Dad. They're on the other team. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so, you know, maybe this whole – but, you know, I just want him to be happy, and I want him to be um, – just to stay out of trouble. That's the that's the main thing that you that's your goal, and I think sports will do that. Sports help that a little bit. Well, at least teach you discipline or whatever. Well, teach you teamwork. Yeah, I played sports from the time I was, you know, six years old to nineteen, and then then I played men's leagues and other things, and it just teaches you how to get along with people better. And there's so much stuff, but I'll be honest with you, there's there was a time, you know, we were. Back then, you know, sports wasn't as specialized. You know, it was yeah. football, basketball, baseball, football, basketball, baseball. You got burnt out. And and I will say this about football. I'm not worried about the concussions. I do believe that's a little legitimate thing. But when I played ball, you blocked like this. You didn't do, you know, hands. Didn't yeah, I had bruises up. all over my yeah, forearms. You blocked that. And yeah. you were also taught not to ever lead with your head. They yeah. were spearing or spearing, and they checked you in a second. I think they'll get back to that. And, and things will get better. And I also think that um, I don't think kids under 10 years old need to put pads on. I really don't. I don't think you get anything out of it. And the only kids that are having fun in eight and under, nine and under, are the kids carrying the football. The kid playing offensive guard, he ain't having any fucking fun. He don't know what he's doing. He's not doing anything. He's out there just, you know, and your parents got to pay all this money for that stuff. And, 
And no, I, 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 I won't let him play football. That would probably, honestly, that would that would maybe foster a, a better tackling strategies amongst the generation if you if you would go, do away with the pads at a certain well, age. I, I do think I think they're playing more and more flag football at younger ages. Yeah, and you know, and I tell Katie this because Jim's a bigger kid. I mean, he's he's not fat by any means, but he's just solid and he's, yeah, you know, he's 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 five and he's sixty something pounds, and um. And he's not slow, but he's still sixty pounds. 60 how does pounds. he? How does he look compared to other kids his age? Is he big? He's not the biggest ever, yeah. but he's he's big. You know, he's not like you know. Um, we when we when he played soccer, he was the soccer league was six and under, and he was four, so he was one of the younger kids out there. And there was and he was the second biggest kid, and there was a kid on his team. Um, that was huge. I mean, it's just absolutely huge. And his dad told me, yeah, we took him to the doctor. and said he's going to be 6'9". He's not that big. But this kid was like that kid that's going to be 6'9", like 380. And uh, Yeah, just and, well, you don't want to fuck But Jim, like in practice, would knock the shit out of that kid. And that kid get back up and knock the shit out of Jim. And Jim would be laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm raving a psychopath. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. The world needs more psychopaths. Yeah. Um, no, but it's... Um, yeah, it's it's fun being a dad. It really is. You know, I remember when I was sitting and having lunch with Stoney one day, and I, you know, the kids weren't in my world yet, and we were talking about something with, with about children. And Stoney said, "You know, I would die for my kids." And he was saying it was it was something and thinking, and he said, "I ta- I would have no problem dying for my children." And you don't know it till you have kids. Yeah. So it's it's awesome being a father. It's it's out of radio station, bar, being a dad is by far the the, the happiest thing. But God damn, it's work. That's what everybody says. It's just so damn hard. Well, it's not just, hard, but just you have to. It's, a, it's like an everyday, every second of everyday thing. Well, you just don't know. You're trying to budget yourself. You're doing everything. And then all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. I need this. And uh, and it's just you're just constantly keeping up. And then when I was talking about, like, let's say you go out and you get drunk and you got a baby at the house. You wake up the next morning. They don't care if you're hungover. You got to get up. You got to get them fed. You got to get them breakfast. You got to get... You know, it's sitting there. Is with that, them. do you think that that's when you were talking earlier about you cutting back on your drinking a lot? Was that the point in which you realized, okay, this is going to, I can't well, do I'll this tell you like what I used happened. To. You know, and I talked, I talked to Mike Kuchar about this. Who He's an OG. Kuch is an OG. Kuch and yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, and Ronnie's an OG. Yeah. Herman, not quite. Uh, but he's Her, Herman. I don't know. He's on. I don't know what we call Herman. But I was talking to Kucher about it one time because Kucher used to hit it pretty good too, like we did. Oh yeah. And Kucher slowed it down to a crawl. I yeah. Mean, he might get. He might have, every now and again you'll but, see him. But I'm out, talking but, about like once a quarter. Yep. Maybe. Yep, exactly. And I and I talked to him one time about it, and he was like, "Man, I just I can't shake the hangovers anymore." And that's how I am. It, it used to be that if I. If I let's say we stumbled into we got done with this and we went up to Tito's and we stumbled into a good time, I could get up the next morning, suck it up, and go to work, and then just go home and go to sleep. Well, a kids, you can't do that. When you get home, you gotta yeah. you gotta do it. And then now it's I can't get out of bed anymore. So I've pretty much eliminated Monday through Thursday. And that's not that's 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 not a bad idea at all. Well, and then you know, Katie and I were actually talking about it the other day. Um, and we were talking about we don't go out that much, but we still have a good time. And what I mean by that is, you know, we just had we had a birthday party for me, and that was fun. And then literally Friday night we went out. So that was 
once every three weeks. Oh yeah, it was enough. Your birthday party was a shit show. That was that was great. It was fun. It was it was a, you know what? It was perfect. It was. Um, I, I might have been there for ten minutes, maybe fifteen. It was it was perfect for me. It was you know I, I remember when Katie told me she was going to do a birthday party at first because I wanted to leave and she kind of had to tell me so it took this element of surprise. I never you know my birthday is June thirtieth and I've, I've never been a big birthday party guy. A, I'm a fucking man. And, uh, yeah, we don't and, uh, do those things. We don't care. And B, I've, it's always been because my birthday's so close to July 4th that people are traveling and doing whatever. Yeah. So I just, you know, it was just always hard to have a birthday party. And and then I've got a, uh, my sister, I have an older sister, her birthday is July 1st. And my mother's is July 2nd. So birthdays were just a, never a big thing around our house. You yeah. Just, you just had it and moved Same on. here. Everybody in my family's birthday is in October. So yeah, it's so just, just not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So. Katie wanted to do this party, and I was like, you know, naturally I was worried, what if nobody comes to this damn thing? And she's like, oh, people will come, people will come. And then I was like, oh, God, you know, we're not closing the bar. What if it's a bunch of people I don't fucking know, and then it's just going to be sad? <laughs> and um, and uh, and I remember I got there, and it was probably 8.15, and maybe there was 40 people there. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like Stoney's, which was just unhinged. Because Stoney's was, was Stoney's from here. He knows everybody, and it was just you were at Stoney. You yeah, played music. I, we, yeah, we played. And I and um, but I remember, uh, I remember thinking to myself. I looked at everybody there, and I was I was standing back to the wall, and, and I knew everybody there was my friend. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? This is perfect. It's it's it, it's. I know everybody here. They're close friends. Um, and it, and I mean, my wife did, and, uh, and Stoney helped her too. But they did a great job with that party. It really was. Dude, it was, yeah, man. I, I got there. I got there after I finished a gig. I showed up super late, and everybody was wasted. Yeah, it, it, it turned into a good time. You were, your hat was, you, you, you know, you, I don't know if you notice you do that. Whenever you get to oh, a certain. I do it, you know, I do yep. it all, all that <laughs> yeah. one yeah, or that one, and depending you know, on what level of drunk is, is, well, is where the hat's aimed, and it, it was it definitely is. just, it, it was just barely hanging on. And you know, and 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 and, and it's funny because you know, I we really haven't harped on the partnership that Stoney and I have at Tito's, but it's real. It's so we get along so well, and um and and, and you know we both have our roles, and. um you know, and and I always joke, and 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 I and I mean this as a joke. I always say, "Hey, if you ever go fifty-fifty with somebody, you want the fifty that Stoney has." <laughs> I love the story you told about him sweeping the floor because I could just see that. He's like, "God damn, just sweep the floor for like two seconds, and then be like, all right, man, I gotta go. You want to finish this?'" Yeah. But Stoney and I, and you got to understand the the point I'm coming at with this. I heard Larry Bird talk one time, and 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 they were talking about the Dream Team. Um, this was years ago. And he was talking about how close he and Magic Johnson are. They're really, really good friends. Yeah. And, um, and you might crawl bullshit on this, but on, on what I'm saying about myself here. But I, I remember he was talking about when they were playing in Barcelona. And, and I don't know if you if you were too young to remember in 92 when they were. Um, yeah. I was it Monaco? That. They were practicing that. And everybody was going crazy. I got no clue, man. Listen, the 92 Dream Team was like the Beatles. It was huge. Everywhere they went, it was just the biggest thing. And I remember Larry Bird was talking about they used to have the um, they had the uh, the bus and they would have they would take the bus to the back of the hotel and let anybody who didn't want to deal with the shit show in the front um, get off in the back and go through the kitchen to get up to their room. And yeah. He said that he and David Robinson and Patrick Ewing always got off the bus in the back. They didn't care. And he said, but magic went through the front. 
and and I've always I told my wife one time I said Stoney's magic. He's going to the front, yeah, and I'm going to the back because Stoney can do that. Stoney can work the crowd, and Stoney's amazing in the sense that somebody famous can be around and they want to hang out with Stoney. They want to get that's man, true. This fucking guy Stoney, blah blah blah. That's true. Even I mean, no matter who it is, I mean, his, 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 he's got such a charismatic personality yeah. that people want to hang out with him. And you know, when I used to kind of, I can't be like that and. It's it's just not my personality. I like sitting around and shooting the shit. Yeah, same with a, here. With a, but Stoney can get in, infiltrate a group, and then the next thing you know, he's the center of attention in that group. And that's and I mean that as a compliment. There's something to be said about that. That's just, his bread and butter. Oh yeah, he's and that's his thing. You know, and and like I said, you know, our partnership, we really, we very rarely butt heads. We 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 respect each other enough that if 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 he wants to have something, even if it's he doesn't even have to ask me, but he always picks up the phone and calls me, yeah. and vice versa. And it's just we're very respectful of each other, and we're good friends. On top of that, yeah, so. there's a good give and take between you guys, and I've noticed that I've probably got more experience with that than most people because I've I was there for the longest yeah. time. Well, you know. Stoney wasn't that involved at first, and you know, and I don't know if it was because of his marriage or whatever. He wasn't. He just he wasn't. But things go a lot smoother when he's there. Yeah. They really do when he's in there. And like, and I always tell the story when one time Stoney was going out of town. This is before he really because he didn't really hang out at the bar the first three or four years. Not really. And um, uh, I remember one time he went out of town and he parked his jeep at uh, Tito's, and then he. Caught a ride somewhere or rode someone to Charleston. Everybody, Everybody would stop in. in. Hey, Stoney in here? He, he just went to the store. He's on the way back. He'll be right back. Yeah, all right, I'm going to sit down and have a beer. <laughs> keep 50 tonight. You know? yeah. so, no, $2 but, domestics till but 7. We, got it. We, we have, you know, and, 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 you know, Stoney was one of the people. When I first lived, moved here, I've I probably been hanging around with Stoney for probably 13 years now. Yeah. And when I first moved here, I wasn't sure about staying. I know earlier I said I wanted, you know, like you couldn't pry me, but a lot of my life changed when I started hanging out with Stoney. I, you know, I met a lot of people outside of business. His and, group of friends are the most loyal people. It seems well, they're good guys. As they're like, all good guys. And I say loyal as like, a. like anytime you would need anything, it seems like there wouldn't be a whole lot of them that wouldn't help you. No, and he, let me tell you something. If something happened to me, um, Stoney Canner would help in, in, in a second. He would be there. And I'll tell you who else would help. And I, and I had something happen. It wasn't to me, but it was to a family member and not my wife. So I don't want anybody to think it. And he caught when Freddie Hyatt one time, you know, and um, and he didn't have to do anything. And he went out of his way to 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 try to help with the situation and, you know, and stuff like that when you don't ask yeah. and you could use some, uh, a, a hand and that's part of what the inlet is. And that's what I, I just, it, it's people that aren't from here. They don't understand that old school. Like, uh, I don't want to say something so hokey as scratch my back. I'll scratch yours or, or, or whatever. But that, that, that old, the way that things used to be is still intact here. Well, it's almost like I got you. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you know, you know, Mike Stevens from CCMF, uh, who runs that, that whole thing, the Carolina Country Music yeah. Fest, he and I always talk when we're dealing, because he, he and I have become really good friends. And um, Yeah, he's a cool guy. I met him was, at Tito's once. He was actually there yesterday. And um, he was in town with his family vacation. We played golf and all went to Tito's. And um, we, have a, we have a thing. Is, is he, he's, not, he's cool, but he's not one of us. You know, he's okay, but he's not one of us. 
And, oh yeah. And you know, and and that's and what I mean by that is that's where we you can't let loose because they might judge you. You know, and, th- and you know when Stoney and I originally opened Tito's and Adam was in part of this. Stoney and I were get we were both just, literally just turned forty, and we still like having a good time. And we wanted a place where we could go have fun and nobody would fucking judge us. You know, and think about it. Sometimes if you go somewhere and you and you turn it up a notch, and then you wake up the next morning, man, I hope I didn't do anything to embarrass myself. When you do it at Tito's, you don't give a shit. That's fostered it. That that's yeah. we we want that at Tito's. That was our main thing. Like we, we spit takes are encouraged. Oh my god! Is, I'll never forget. I don't know if you worked that night. The night we did, Wes and I were talking about the other night. I never Georgia to get their ass kicked by Boise State, and I'm a huge Georgia fan. And this is when we were still slow. It was John Satterfield was there. Um, Joel Rush was there. Um, Josh McKay Six Fingers was there, and we did spit take night that night. And I had never had more fun in that bar than somebody <laughs> say something. What? <laughs> I mopped the floor that night, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, and uh, I think I mopped the floor tonight that uh, Will Hanna walked through there with the. Uh, oh, yeah, y'all tell that story. Old Frank, uh, Frank Slemo was pissed. He sprayed him down with that damn uh, fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. oh, he was livid. He jokes about it, but the it's driver. one of those jokes. It's, it's one of those jokes where, you know, I think that guy's a motherfucker. You know, it's Yeah, he's like, man, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, the old Will Hanley out the fire extinguisher. Is he coming? Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell him not to blow me down, that asshole. You know, one of those. It's just. We couldn't get away with that now. I don't think in Tito's. I don't think that, that I don't think that we could. And I well, say when nobody, when nobody was coming to Tito's. We got away with murder in there. Yeah. And now there's people coming in there a lot. And uh, now, now does that, does that, does the fact that we actually do have really good business now and that we really do have a packed bar at some point every night, does that sort of, has that, I don't think it's changed a lot of the things that we say or do, but it just seems like back when there was less people there, that it was just more of a show what I we think, were doing. I think what Tito's has become is I think that the community feels like it's their bar. It's a local's bar. Listen, and we're not going to put up, when I say not put up with any shit, if, you know, every bar sometimes has extracurricular stuff, if you know what I mean. We, exactly. we do our best to keep that shit out of Tito's. And it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible you know, to but keep. But we do it, and if we find out it's in there, we get rid of it. Yep. And, and you know, and I think it's a, it's a safe place. And there's other places that aren't as safe. as You know, we're, I think we're a tough one of um, underage people as anybody in the inlet. Yeah. And we've always been. We don't want you in there. If you, we, I, I really wish I could make the drinking age in there 25. If I could make oh, the, man. if I could make the drinking age Cole Richards age and just make that go up every year. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stoney, Shout out Cole. Yeah, Stoney and I haven't had a uh haven't had that conversation, but I think he feels the same way. And you know, the, the, the thing about Tito's, what really made Tito's when we opened it, we I think Stoney thought that surfing crowd was gonna come. Well, that's what it was in the beginning. It we was all the surf it. shit everywhere. But, we and... didn't, but they never came in. I mean the only people from the server community that are pretty much regulars in there are Stoney. And Kelly. Kelly, Cole. Yeah. And that's it. And, and I don't think you count Cole anymore in surfing. Not really. Yeah, because, I mean, remember we used to do all of those those video showings. Well, when, we, did, we still do those, and we enjoy doing it. And on Super Bowl Sunday, when Cam was surfing in the Volcom, we showed the Volcom at Tito's, and it was awesome. But what saved Tito's uh, thing was, honest to God, was 
Wes, Will, David Rhodes, Summit. The Glory Hole Gang. The Glory Hole Gang. And, um, you know, I'm trying to think of who else used to come in there. Henry uh, Ford, Robert Thompson, yeah, every all, single yeah, day, those, the whole those, Seven Seas crew. Yeah, Chris Conklin, all Conklin. those guys. Um, they they came in there. And, and again, the, it, that group started coming in there, and, and that's what saved us. And then Stoney would have the uh, occasional, everybody was turning 40 when we opened. So we had all these Mount Gilead parties that, that would make us a little bit of money. But, man, we sweated back then. We really did. It was, it was, it was, you know, hey, Stern, I got to put 300 in to check in the can. Can you float 152? You know, just yeah. to make it. We haven't had to put any money back in the business in five or six years. Thank and God. That's, knock on yeah, wood. thank God. And, and, and by the way, I'm sorry for a lot of that because, listen, I did, I didn't. Uh, but you weren't stealing. That's why we never got mad at you. Yeah. You just. I would. I, my, and my thing is what I told Wes. I don't know if you, you heard, but I would take like, say, or I, actually I was, I said this in Zach Williams episode. Like I would take. Say Kelsey forty dollars, and I would go to Bubba's and drop twenty, and go to Dead Dog and drop twenty. I remember you. And then, but the twenty dollars that I would spend at each bar would bring back in a couple hundred because I would bring a dozen people back with me every fucking time. Yeah, like I said, between the night, like, and when you quit drinking, I was nervous, dude. I was nervous. I was like, Jesus, man. Kelsey brings a lot of people come in. People come in to see. But that's the same thing with Blair. You know Blair was Yeah, big. well, I, then then I just basically passed the torch. Well, I will always appreciate Blair because yeah. when everybody was going to the right, she was coming to the left. Blair was huge for Tito's. She really was. Huge and, for Tito's. And that's why, you know, a lot of times we cover her first few every night. Sorry you're sick, Blair. Blair was supposed to be here with us tonight uh, after the Sunset that. Grill, but she's sick. She's got the food poisoning, we think. Uh, no, that's just stomach virus. I had it last week. It's going oh, around. Oh, bummer. Yeah, it's going around. Get about 36 hours. Uh, sorry, Blair. Yeah, Enjoy sorry, your Blair. next 36 hours. Yeah, and thank you for Tito's. Yes, Tito's. We seriously couldn't have. There's a lot. There's a list of people that you know. What we should do one day is we should organize a Tito's Appreciation Day. How close? You know, we almost sold that damn bar, bro. Thank I, God. You know, I wrote a bullet point and I erased it. But since you brought it up, I'm going to say well, it I'm now. I'm not saying any names. No, no, no. We're not not saying any names. Well, I was so, so nervous. So Stony and I. And it was it, it was literally you know I'm not going to get into the whole story but it got to the point where we weren't making enough money and it was it was being a little bit of strain on Katie and I and it really was I mean, you got a business and it's not and then finally I you know I said Stoney we got to do something here and um, so Stoney went and talked to somebody and he was going to the story was this guy was going to have like Stoney and I were still going to have somehow 25 percent I guess they needed our names on the liquor license I can't remember the whole story yeah and all the guy had to do was buy out we had a line of credit at South Atlantic Bank. And um, shout out to South Atlantic Bank for all your banking needs. South Atlantic is there for you and a local bank. I bank there as well. Yes. And um, go see David Rhodes or Mary Lee. And if they had given any problem, Scott Plyler, he drinks at Tito's too. And um, yep. so uh, truth be told, the guy, all he's got to do is pay off the, the line of credit, which wasn't much money. And, you know, we kind of let them in. Remember, they were in for like two yep. weeks. Well, I was having lunch with my attorney. I almost died that day. I felt I had oh to go to the God, fucking hospital. So, so this is a true story. So we were going to give it up. This guy was going to take it. The guy gives me a contract, and he's busting my balls to sign it. And just for pure laziness is the only reason I didn't sign it. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it could have been divine. Thank God for that laziness. Yeah. And, and, and that's a true thing. I, hey, I left or right going that I do believe in God. And um, and he does work. Yeah. And so I'm eating lunch with Mark Neal, who's, who's, who is a friend and my attorney. And I'm telling he goes, he marks his house, Tito's doing. And I tell him about it. 
And I tell him who's doing it. And he goes, do not sign a fucking thing. He goes, bring me that contract. I won't even charge you. And he, he, I give him the contract. He reads it and says, don't sign it until the line of credit's paid off. So me and the guy are going back and forth. He's like, you got the signed contract? And I was like, hey, you got the check? And um, so eventually he just sends me a note. Hey, this is falling through. And, uh, and I swear to God, it's like the day that he walked out of there, the place started making money. Dude, I, I mean, I, see, ironic. It was, ironic. it was that day, too, that I think that, that short bar – the day that yeah. short it was like right around that same time, and then no, like short bar was the late night bar in the inlet Remember, at that we time. We used to try to outlet them. We used to try to stay open. Jacob I stayed open until daylight. Yeah, to Jacob beat would do them. the same thing. Just to, so when people would want to come over, yeah, and and and. Which is which is stupid, but I was right there coaching you through it. I mean, well, I mean, but, but we were all on the same page with that because all we cared about was was the bar doing paying well. the bills. It was we wanted the bar to do well, and yeah. I like because I mean none of us made any money, you know, like any real money back no, then until did. until we started. You know, yeah. you know, and now and, and it's not like I, I I make more money at my job, and I love my job, so I don't want to leave my job. But we make enough off of Tito's to justify my wife being a house mom. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's nothing anything record, but you know, I'm, I you know, Sterny and I both know at some point, you know, that train's going to end. But God, man, if I can get five more years out of it. Yeah, I That'd mean, that'd be great. Well, I want to, I, I want to put in the bid, the first bid for it when it goes up for sale. No, I don't think it's not that I don't think it'll go up for sale. Um, we don't own the building, you know. Yeah. We, we lease a spot. We're we're about to sign another five year lease, but you know, what if that guy sells the building? That's an old building. Yeah. So I mean, you just don't know. I mean, um, you know, we would love to own the building if, if we could do it one day, but we don't. And you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know shit. Somebody might go in there and get in a fight and shoot somebody. We, we hope not. No, that never, ever. never. And um, uh, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know what. But uh, yeah, I am insured, or we are insured. Here's how bad Stoney and I didn't know how um, uh, we did when we first ran the bar. We had that bar for the first three years, and we had insurance from somebody who wasn't. And then I went to Wes when he and Will opened up this little thing, and I tried to get in some business. Yeah, and I gave Wes the. Um, Policy, and he looked at it. He goes, "Dude, you don't have liquor liability." West, we we operated for three years without liquor liability insurance. I don't even know what that means. But that means <laughs> if somebody comes in there and gets into a fight because they're drunk and beats the shit out of somebody, and they sue us, the liquor liability, you know, we'll, we'll pay it. Yeah. Um, now, granted, if somebody goes in there and there you know, there could be ways we're at yeah. fault, but you know, if somebody two guys start arguing in the parking lot and fight, you can't blame us. It's you know, and, and it's whatever, but. Um, we had basically fire and theft, and that's the only kind of insurance. Yeah, bars now every bar has to have liquor liability insurance. I mean, so when you go um, do your your liquor licensing, you apply for it, you have to give them your policy. Now they just changed that law like a year ago. Well, at least we know now. Yeah, now we know. But Jesus Christ, man, three years without liquor liability insurance—it's like driving a car without insurance. Yeah, I, God, I don't mean, Tito's. Well, well, see, we were learning. We, we didn't hey, know any just better. Just wing it, buddy. That's our. That's just our wing it. That's what we're going to call the just wing it talk. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of. I don't know. <laughs> the, the only problem with talking too much about Tito's is so much inside jokes. If we ever want this thing to go outside of the inlet, nobody's going to. Well, that's here. the thing. I believe that I've I've built enough of a. 
of a, I guess, a world for people to to understand what Tito's is in the earlier episodes, so that if somebody is to listen to this for uh, however many years from now, at least if they if they do the thing in order, they should be able to get all the references that we're making. Because How many Tito's people have you had in here? I have I've had peaches. Was a hilarious I've, episode. I've heard that. I heard the prison talk was great. Yeah, I had peaches. I had. Uh, Obviously, Wes. I've had Brooke in here forever ago. I had Perez in here. It was when I when I had Brooke in here. It was when it was still a sports talk. Yeah. Because this podcast used to be just a sports podcast. Yeah. But now, hey, I'd love to do that. I love talking. Well, sports. we'll definitely do a sports talk. Yeah. But uh, fantasy but, football preview. That's one hundred percent. We yes. got to get that. We got to get that going too. Yeah. By the way, soon because shit preseason starts in what three weeks. Yeah, I tell you what, if you're in our league and you go to our draft, your feelings better not get hurt if you like drafts. Oh man, we're brutal in that. We draft. are not we are yeah. not kind. I think every fantasy football draft is brutal though. Yeah, but then again, if you consider the fact that we're we've we've steeped our, our shit talking at Tito's. Not everybody else has done that. And and I I'm not gonna try to go and one up anybody, but Tito's when it comes to shit talking is head and shoulders above any other place I've ever been. Oh, it's 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 uh, it's it's hilarious. It really is. So yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a fantasy football preview sports talk. But when yeah, Brooke was on when I did like he may have been episode two or three. I know Asher was episode one. Asher's on a bunch on the sports. Talk. I would think Asher, you know, not even sports talk. I just think Asher would be really good on here. Yeah, well, we we actually talked last night. Uh, we were we were going to record a sports talk, but we ended up we ended up just like getting bullet points together for another talk later. So you know, Asher's not an OG, but he's the next generation. Asher's the next generation. Well, he's just like you know how you have Degrassi Junior High. Well, Asher showed up Jr. about two or three years after we were. No, he was more like five or six. He may have been there a couple of times, but he's a regular I have no now. concept of time. We've been open for nine years now. Holy shit. Nine years. I, love, I guess I've, I remember I moved here when I got the job there so yeah. that I would be close to the bar. Yeah. So and we, yeah, we've been open. It'll be nine years in November. Wow. So, um, so, you know, Asher probably started, he probably dipped his head in a few times, but Asher's a regular now. He's as regular as oh, anybody yeah. in there, I think. Yeah. I think he's funny as shit. I really he's think. hilarious. He, he's got, he's got no filter and yeah. that's the best well, that's where that's the thing about T- Tito's. You leave your filter at the door. Yep. So, there's no um, filter allowed in Tito's. Oh God! But there's no racist terms either. You're not. No, but see, names. that's the thing. We're we're just as like at, we will unleash that shit talking monster on somebody who is a racist quicker than most. Because like if if somebody says something out of the way, do you remember that time? I'm not gonna say who it was because not to offend the person. But we were sitting there watching some football game and some person sitting at the bar made some sort of like Muslim reference to whoever was on the TV and we all just roasted the shit out of this person immediately. What do you got against him? Wes and I one time said a joke and somebody misheard the joke and thought we made it. We were talking about junior college and we were like and the guy thought we said something about Jews and and the guy gets up and he thought the guy next to us said something and he was and, 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 and he thought the Oh my god, it was awful. So the guy is like, I mean, he's like livid, spit flying livid. And I said, Wes, that guy's pissed off because of something we said. 
And uh, and, and Wes goes, I know. What do you want to do? And I said, nothing, man. Got, <laughs> this guy's mad. I said, let him settle down. He's really pissed. <laughs> I said, I don't want to let him get his ass kicked, but he's, I mean, he's he's hot, you know? <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah. And we got to calm down. But, I mean, we do have to be careful sometimes if we don't know people. Yeah. And, and I don't. I don't know. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's as big of an issue now as it used to be because now we've gotten to where we will just we'll we'll notice somebody who doesn't need to hear something that we might say and we just won't say it, or or we'll wait and we'll write it on the wall in the bathroom. That way, it's at least anonymous. Yeah, I agree with that totally. But what's your what was your like favorite Tito story? I mean, like, it was. Is there any incident that happened in there that was just? Like Jesus Christ, I can't believe we're letting this go on. Because I have mine, and mine. What's is, yours? You tell mine yours was first. recently, and it's going to be a, a new thing. Because I actually, Wes and I texted the guy on Friday night, Andrew Beckwith, who got College World Series and most valuable player, who's playing in the Royals organization. Just got called up, by the way, not to the majors, but one the level. biscuit. Yeah, the, when he had those tray of biscuits, and he was on one end of the bar, and Wes, it was on the other end of the bar. And he was throwing those things. And I don't know if you were there, but, man, the velocity those biscuits were flying. I saw it on Snapchat. Oh, God, it was awesome. And then he – and then uh, (laughs) – then I I gave Repack – Repack had a $50 tab. And I said, if you give him five throws at your head – your tabs over, and damn if he didn't. He he like JFK'd him. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was it, it was so funny, and and man, watching those biscuits fly, it was, I can't wait to do it this year. We're gonna get like matzo balls or something that are more doing, and then we'll, yeah. we'll figure out who will. Uh, because he nailed Scott Adams. Scott. See, there's no anti Semitic here. It, no. it was it was it was awesome. It really was. Okay, so I think that if we're all right, we're going that route. Uh, I think my favorite story is when Dustin Johnson was in there. Oh my god! And well, I don't know if we could tell because we always had what stays in the bar stays in the bar. He didn't do anything wrong. Did he? You know, I, 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 I'm not going to yeah, tell it. I'm not going to tell that story. I, I probably shouldn't. But it's the one where someone – I'll tell you this one off mic yeah. when you're done. But, I, okay, there was a story. I don't know if I could get away with telling this, but I don't think uh, – Will, Will, this has been years ago, and I think that they won't care. So, Will Hanna left his wedding ring at home one day. Oh, my God, that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue to do this. I'm sorry, Will. I'm sorry, Mary Grace, if or Mary Gray, if, if this is – I'm sorry. But Will left his wedding ring at home. And if you don't know Will Hanna, he's going to be on the podcast one day. So he, he'll he'll be able to answer. Well, you know what? Hopefully he, he'll loosen up before minute 22 because that dude's funny. God, he's great. He is great. And his maybe, brother, Patrick Hanna. Patrick hilarious. would be – maybe – and I was thinking – I was entertaining the fact that maybe I should get both of him and Wes on Not, here. Uh, but I want to do individual. Individuals individual. first, and that's the same reason why I wanted to get because I want I want to do like a a spread where we have all of us here, but I know that would be really tough to do as far as like talking over one another. Yeah. It's fine with two people, but uh, I think we would all be pretty good at that, especially after I get one round of everybody through here. But Will Hannah was sitting at the bar; it was just me and Will. I think you may have been there, but uh, I, I don't know. 
uh, Will's Will's wife, uh, his, who had just recently gotten married. That was that was Will and West were together. Yeah, and I walked in afterwards. Yeah, and she walked in and she sits his wedding ring down. And I mean, Will when he when he's sitting at the bar, like if you're not watching YouTube, he's like Will's got this crazy little like dance that he does, and he's always doing it. And she walks in while he's doing this little dance thing and sits his wedding ring down on the bar in front of him and says, you forgot something. Without missing a beat, he grabs it and throws it over his shoulder. And, like, if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, that one scene where the ring's just falling down, it's like, katunk, katunk, where it's just bouncing in the corner like everything was moving in slow motion. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I remember Wes That's said, my favorite. Wes said that ring just never stopped it bouncing. It never stopped bouncing. And there was it nobody still... in there but like y'all. Yeah. I remember, that. I remember hearing that story. Dude, it was just, it just never stopped bouncing. But that was probably my favorite. You know, Will story. doesn't hang out there that much no. anymore. But God knows he was fun when he did. And I say that's my favorite Tito story. I, I don't know that that's my favorite one. Which is the one that pops to mind right yeah, now. Yeah, but the one that pops to mind, I can't really tell, which is funny. I'm sure you remember it. But we got, we're, we're sneaking up on the two hour mark. I'm and good I'm, whenever you are. And I'm fine to stop. I know you said 830. Um, yeah. I just, do you see the, not that this show's any good, because I don't know how it's much not. you think, but, uh, <laughs> as far as my podcast, it's not, <laughs> Jesus, well, it's because I'm radio here, I'm here to sabotage, no, it's not, it's not, I mean, I'm talking about as far as a collective, but seriously, though, being from a radio, uh, radio standpoint, I don't know if you've listened to any of the earlier episodes, or, but as, as a more recent, I've tried to improve on my speaking abilities, that and all great. of these things, I, mean, I think you've done a great how job, how are we doing, so far, I think you've done great. I think tonight I've had a, I, you know, I don't know if anybody else has enjoyed it, but I've enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. I listened to you and Wes last week, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and I'm going to tune into some more and go back and listen to some. I'm going to go back and check out my boy Brooke. Oh man, it's it don't take long. It's like he might he might have like two minutes of speaking time. So what did you and Perez talk about? We talked about just just baseball, I and mean, Perez was about the same way. It was just in the earlier episodes, the people were a little. Uh, I think he was a little skittish about being on the mic or whatever. We talked about just just baseball and him well, umpiring and things and stuff would be good. He, yeah, if he opened it up. I'm going to get him back on here one day, and that's why I always like to offer him. Because I don't drink, I have a plethora of liquor that people have left here over the years. Wow. And uh, and I just, or I say years, over the months. But I just think that uh, it's easier to get people like loose as possible. And Well, you were offering me, and I knew what you were doing. And I, was yeah. like, I don't need it. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm used to talking, you know, not for two hours, but I'm used to being on the air to the point where I know how I'm comfortable doing it. Like yes. I said earlier, talking on TV with a camera in, but, you know, I look half the time and don't look half the time because I don't see it. But yeah, um, we got a monitor right here, too. If you want, I'm good, though. <laughs> We've uh, I've enjoyed it, man. I'd love to come back. Uh, Definitely. You know, I was come all back. prepared, like documentaries I've watched. What am I watching on TV? And because uh, I'm guilty on some of these stupid ass uh reality shows well that's that's great that you you verse yourself up a little bit on that because i i usually release on sundays uh the things that i suggest people to watch and listen to have you watched white boy rick yet i think it's called white boy it's a no. documentary on amazon it's really good it's about 90s drugs in detroit and they pinned it all on this white dude white boy rick he was only 17 and i didn't realize that evidently if you were smoking any pot or anything and you had more than you needed to and during that time Everybody would say, what do you think you are, white boy Rick? Come on, man. 
<laughs> and you need to watch it. It's really good. And basically, it's, it, it also covers the demise of Detroit. And they just yeah, pinned okay. all this shit on this white guy. And it wasn't, it's not a conspiracy. I mean, he just literally got paroled. Um, oh, shit. You just need to watch it. It's really good. So, white boy Rick, you got any got any other gems for the people out there to you watch? You know, I, a guilty pleasure. And I made my wife. No pun down intended, gems. Yeah, that I watched. Um, I like that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 and it pisses me off that I watch it when I'm up again. But I'm old man. It's going to be that. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um, I watched Southern Charm Charleston. Does that make me? Southern Charm Charleston. <laughs> I watched that. That's a guilty pleasure. With the Ravenels. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, man. <laughs> it was funny as I, I've never watched this show, but I've heard enough people talk about it to where I know that he's on it. Well, he's just, you know, he's in a lot of trouble right now with the whole hashtag Me Too stuff. I mean, it's, I don't think he'll be on the show anymore. Well, and, I think there was a huge thing that he, he didn't, and I, I may be making this up, but I maybe heard somebody say something. That he got in a huge tr- a huge amount of trouble with, like, Blocane a while back. Or, in jail. Well, they they he had more than an ounce, I think. You know, I don't know about the date. He, he went to a party and he got busted with it, but he was sharing it with people. So they, the charge was intent to distribute. Ah, so I he got did you. six months in jail. And yeah. but he was the uh, he was the um, state treasurer or something, you know, or, or yeah, or he, something. he was he was high up at that point. Yeah, and um, but his problems now are, or he's been he's got two sexual. Um, Assault allegations out against him. So that's too much time under the bridge. Yeah. Hey, oh, double entendre. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, that'd be, you know, there's a lot of pressure. You got that bridge over under your name. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got a lot to live up to. But it's it's a guilty pleasure. And then I'm, uh, I mean, I, I watch a lot of garbage, uh, you know, but I, I'm big on, I don't know if you are, I'm big on binge watching shows. Like I am too, man. Like, like I never watched Breaking Bad and then. I got sick one time, and, man, I think I watched all eight seasons in, like, ten days. Dude, Breaking Bad only had one bad episode. Which one? The one with the fly. Oh, that was awful. That was awful. Yes, I remember that one. That was the only one, though. Every other episode kept you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Do you Walking Dead? Do you watch that? No, I didn't do Walking Dead. I'm so sick of Walking Dead. I I didn't do the Walking Dead. I don't do Game of Thrones either. I'm sort of waiting on that to finish so that I can binge. Binge watch it. Let me just say this about Game of Thrones. The first five or six episodes is kind of confusing. Yeah. But then it, 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 but it's worth it. It is. That's what everybody says. There's very few shows that I can stand to watch that, that are released on a weekly thing like ballers i'm huge into ballers i watch that every like Have as you it watched was new Barry yet from hbo no but I've, I've i think i've uh suggested that patrick hannah told me to watch it's that good. It's that's a bill hater right yeah it's dark but i like hater yeah he's it's, good it's dark uh, henry winkler's really good on that too that's what i heard yeah he's good on it um you know that's the thing is HBO and Showtime and stuff. They've got good shows. I like that uh, Billions on Showtime. Yeah, Marshall said I should watch that one. I really like Paul, Paul Giamatti. I like he's great on that. Yeah. And then I can't remember the other guy's name, but he was in um, Homeland and he was in. Um, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. And what Brody. was the Army one? He was uh, the the Army one. Um, I don't know the Army Jesus one. Jesus Christ! In World War Two, they were going through Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. He was just, he was a star of that. Yeah. He's really good. And, I watched uh, the first couple seasons of Homeland. That was a really good show. But know, I, 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 I never watched that. But Wes and my wife love that. And and Wes swears on the Wire. And I've never started it. He he was talking about the Wire to me a lot as well. I didn't know. 
I didn't know anything about it, but yeah, he said it's awesome. Well, I, I watched, um, and I didn't watch it in about season seven. I did a binge thing and caught up with Walking Dead. And I'm up to date on that now, but I'm getting a little tired. It just moves too slow. Well, I got sick of it in the first season. Like, just, I, I realized in the first season, like, they're looking for this little girl. And I'm like, I watched, like, a season and a half. So, I mean, I was committed. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just, I'm done with this. It didn't make sense to me. Like, why don't they just get to water? Atlanta's not far from the coast. Yeah, you're right. Um and I always wondered about that in the water. You know, you don't see them fishing or anything. Like Never. That. You don't see them anywhere. There's no water in the whole fucking thing. Like, have you seen them at, around a body of water at all anywhere? No, my brother gets pissed off, too, but now they're doing it because he used to always go, look how fucking well kept the grass is around. There'd be weeds and shit everywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> Very true. Yes. A logical statement. And it is, but uh, it, it's just moving really, really slow. I tell you what's awesome is uh, it's about to come on again. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. I Have don't you not watched that? That's a prequel to uh, to uh, Breaking Bad. I, uh, I I know I know about it. I haven't watched it yet. Oh I know I know God. there's a watch couple that. seasons on Netflix. Yeah, watch it. It's 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 as good as anything out there. I man. added that to the third thing. To is there is I don't know if I want to tell people to watch Southern Charm, Charleston. No, don't watch it. I'm just saying it's a guilty pleasure. And uh, let's uh, let's give them one more. We got White Boy Rick. Better call Saul. Let's give them one more thing to watch. Dang, I'm trying to think, man. Now you're calling me on the spot. We've been no, talking. no, no, no. You're fine. Um, what else have I seen? You know, I got kids, so I've seen a lot of children's movie. Don't go see Jurassic Park, the new one. It sucked. Oh man, I liked it. I watched it twice. Did you really? I, I like the dinosaurs. I like the dinosaurs. Oh, on, the whole concept of that fucking movie—they deserve to live. I, I will know. spoil that movie. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, I tell you what was great, uh, and I was burned out on superhero movies. The damn Avengers movie kicked ass. See, I had never watched any of the comic book stuff. Oh man, the new Avengers at Age of Ultron was was that was on point. I go see some movies before I take Jim just to make sure they don't. Yeah. And I took him. I went and saw that. I took that little bastard to see Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and, and well, like a minute, an hour 40 into it, I had about 20 minutes left. Dad, I'm ready to go. I was so pissed because, you know, I paid all this money. Yeah. Got this and I couldn't even see how the movie ended. So I decided to go see Avengers. I lonely got it. That's what I call going by myself. There, I do that every time. Yeah. But you probably go to a matinee or something. You don't go at night, do you? Like on a Friday nah, night? No, I'll go to like, I'll, I'll go to like, it'll, it'll be daylight in nighttime out. You know, my wife, every now and then she'll suck it up and go with me. But, you know, it's probably the one thing that I can't believe I married a woman that doesn't like going to the movies. And my wife's awesome. You know, I love yeah. my wife, and I couldn't imagine a better partner for myself. And she tolerates me. Um, but that's, she a huge, that's a huge yes. part of it. And she doesn't, um, but she doesn't like going to the movies. And so I, I'll go see a movie by myself. And I used to think people were so weird for doing that. It's easy. It's cheaper. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's cheaper. And, and, and not only that, do you go to the mall? Yeah, th that was a bad day when Frank's closed over here. It was a bad day when Frank's closed. Somebody should run for office around here with the promise to bring a movie theater back to the <laughs> inlet. Dude, Frank's was the the shit. Like, I went to Frank's like all to the know, time. I would like to know what happened because they weren't losing money. No, not at all. And apparently they were several months behind on well, their Well, I think what happened was, this is a conspiracy guess. You know, they were supposed to put all kinds of anchor stores in that mall. And I think that they'd never put those anchor stores uh, in. And I bet they told Franks, we're going to have these anchor stores in. And Franks was like, you know, fuck you. I'm not paying this. I, this is a guess. That's a, a, a total speculation. Because I can't imagine them not paying their rent. I mean, it's a chain. 
Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. But that was the rumor that was going around is that they were behind. And also that Harley-Davidson had bought it was also another rumor. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. But you would think it's pretty well set for somebody to step right back in. Maybe we'll get 810 bowling alley to go uh, come down here. And, you know, 710 was up in North Myrtle. Yeah. 810, we're going to do a 910. Down here, I don't see. I don't see any reason in the world why, because it's there. The at the bowling oh, alley, man. the theater, Listen, everything the, is the still theater, there. Like on on weekends, was always packed. Yeah, and I mean, it was always packed. And it's not a small theater, you know. It's like there's a lot of big well, this, rooms in there. This area, for as, as big as it's getting, you know, I think we've got close to the metro now. I think we got close to four hundred thousand. Yeah, there's not enough movie theaters. The not have, at all. You get from Georgetown, Pauley's. Merle's Inlet, the closest in movie theater is either the mall or Market Commons. And obviously, if you're going to drive that far, you may as well go sit in the Lazy Boys. Yeah, but the problem with the Lazy Boys is it's only like 50 to a damn room. Yeah. And, um, which if you're going by yourself, it's no problem because. Uh, you, do you sit in the, ha- the handicapped chairs like sort of at the front or do you go amongst you know the what? people? I would, but I'm always worried that somebody's going to come walking in. You know, because you get you get the handicap chair if if nobody's there. But if if somebody comes handicapped, yeah, you got to get up. And I'm always worried. Like there's a little faded handicap spot out here, and I parked it, and I was worried somebody might say something to me. Oh no, nah, you're fine. Well, I, I could tell there was nothing blue or anything, so I, yeah. I just didn't know. And uh, I I still worry about people saying shit like that. Like, hey, you walk fine, man. You don't need that. Yeah, I mean it's and, and and just so we're 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 clear, this is an apartment complex. It's not like a business no, where somebody's no. going to pull up and and worry about not being it's able to faded. get in. It's faded. It probably hasn't been a handicapped spot. Yeah, it hasn't. No. And it, it, it's 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 there's yeah. no posters. It's a there's a Honestly, semblance of one. It looks like a chalk outline on the ground of it. And that's all. Yeah. Like. Other than me and my my couple neighbors here on this side, I don't think. But there's like one car to that whole. To that whole section down there, so like, there's not, there's usually only one car there. Well, Matt came out, yeah, out of there, and he was looking at me, and I, he didn't know it was me, and I thought he was going to say, hey, man, "That's a handicap spot," <laughs> and uh, that's about all I think he could, you know, I don't know, but he, he you know, and then when I got out, he goes, "Oh man, I didn't know it was you." Yeah, you're usually in a Yukon. You're in a pickup truck now. What the hell are you doing, city boy, in a pickup truck? Oh man, dude, I need to get a truck, man. I want a truck. Everybody's got a truck, and I just, I, I still drive this this car about the size of this computer. Listen, the truck's big, man. Big guys, fit, we fit very good in the truck. It is. Yeah, that's probably a good place to to wrap it up there, talking about trucks and things. Uh, we went over six minutes, dude. You want to be yeah, done? Yeah, we're, we're we're fine with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen. First and foremost, without you guys listening, there would be no reason for me to have Brother Jimmy here. But I thank you guys for listening to this. If you made it this far, you come into Tito's and get a shot on Repack. On Repack, man. And tell Repack we love him and then hit him in the nuts while he's giving a high five. Yep. Dude. Hey, I got <laughs> one favorite Repack thing. story because Katie said in case you asked me, this is my favorite Repack story. So I'm in there one night about two years ago, I'll tell this fact. And I'm Reggie Sullivan's in there. We're in there talking and doing whatever. These two girls get into a fight and I break up the fight and then like one girl like scratched me and Repack thought somebody hit me and he went apeshit dude he ripped off his shirt and he was going who hit Jimmy who hit Jimmy <laughs> and he man we had to calm him down dude he was livid man he just got my back, dog. He did the same thing one time about uh, this dude was talking shit about Mer- uh, Merle Zillant musicians or whatever. And Repack was like, came to my defense. Dude, the shirt was off. He took the shirt off. Was like, who hit him? And, uh, and it was just like, it was just, you know, I got caught in the tickle fight. Between yeah. Them. So, <laughs> yeah. That's how I ended up. I'm sorry. I love you, Repack. No love one. you, Repack. Yeah. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. As far as things to watch and listen to, check out White Boy Rick, Better Call Saul, and apparently I've learned that if you start watching Game of Thrones two episodes a week right now, you'll be caught up by the time Game season 8 comes kicks out. Ass. Barry. Watch Barry. And Barry as well. Yeah. So do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Let's get we're, we're we're ranked in the top 100 on Podomatic so I, far. I'm on so. Facebook, man. The, the people that aren't still friends with me are still friends. Maybe a couple of them. We want to share the shit out of it. Damn right, we're going Savannah. Not one, two. Good game, James. Thanks, Good game, James. Peace, bitches. Peace.